Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's really one of those things that they were looking for and needed to be refinished. And we were really looking for an alternative. When we found Gary was top four, so he came out and measured. And the measurement process went very easily. And when it came to installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great. The service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It's, it's really nice. We actually have a mobile showroom, so I can come out to your home or office at a time that's convenient for you, and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home. I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this. It's not like I've done this one or two times, but I've done it many, many times. So give me a phone call, and I'm happy to come out there. I do estimates for you right there on the spot, and it's all free of charge. That's floor of Houston. Deadfloor.com. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called, and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Tejas Smoke Depot wishes you well. Locally owned and operated, we have all sorts of tobacco products. Come take advantage of our sale on vapor products up to 50% off. Thanks for listening to us on the Dot Green Show on AVRN, RER, Facebook, or YouTube. We are located at 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, Tejas Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. 
time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. As you know, this is the final stage in your examination. It's a rather informal test in which we try to get some line on your ability to think on your feet. Your reaction to stress and pressure. Clear your desk. Get your number two pencil ready. If you are ready, the Inquisition is about to begin. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. If you have questions, please refer them to the chat room and make them good. Go ahead. Make my day. One question, do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Live from Houston, Texas, a man who calls it like he sees it, without the normal political correctness he may have grown comfortable with. It's time for the Texas Perspective on current news and events. This show is not for the faint of heart or easily offended. Chances are you will learn something and along the way get to hear some great music from bands you may have missed. The doctor is in, and he will see you now. Well, I guess we better get on with it. And good day to you. The doctor is in. Glad to have all of you here. Wow, what a ride over the weekend, huh? Donald Trump accepts one phone call from the female president of Taiwan. You know, it's the only province in China that has a president instead of a governor. He accepts one phone call from the female president of Taiwan, and the mainstream, lamestream, lion media goes berserk. I mean, they absolutely toss their cookies. It's World War III. Oh, no. I mean, it's absolute insanity and inanity. It makes you wonder what planet you're living on. I mean, here's a guy that so far has done nothing but amazing things. And he accepts one phone call. One phone call. He And he did not make the phone call. He accepts one phone call, and the entire mainstream media has just absolutely lost their collective minds. It, it's, uh, it's a mind-blowing experience. Anyway, welcome to the amazing Doc Green show today, and we're going to do our best to bring you something amazing. One thing I can guarantee you, every time you listen to the Doc Green show, I'm going to play some great music. And so you can count on that. My friend Barry was perplexed yesterday when I played the James Gang tune, Stop, from their live album. He he did not recognize that. He He figured out Joe Walsh was in there, but he just wasn't sure about the band. So anyway... Glad to do that for you at all times. Had a good uh, meeting yesterday with Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, and I got to chat with him for a bit. And some of you guys are going to want to listen up and listen tight on this one, particularly if you are in Texas and you are a member of the open carry movement. Uh, as you know, the Texas Republican Party platform has getting constitutional carry as the number one priority. 
Uh, Dan Patrick yesterday told me that there aren't the votes for it. Now, there was a lot of people there yesterday, and I didn't want to suck up all of his time, so I was uh, very polite and very careful. I did not want to debate that with him. I'm just going to tell you what he said. Now, first of all, if Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick was sitting here with me right now, Lieutenant Dan, as we call him, some of you guys remember that from uh, Forrest Gump, Lieutenant Dan, I say, Lieutenant Dan, the Republican Party platform is Texas. That is where the most politically well-connected, hardest-working, biggest donor donors get together and create what we believe are the absolute ruling guidance documents for the Republican Party of Texas. Dare I say, for the people of Texas, since uh, those Democrats make up less than a third of the state house and of Texans in general, if you don't count illegal aliens. Of course, if you count illegal aliens, then that changes the whole balance. But first of all, Mr. Dan Patrick, these guys got together. They put their their time, and of all the things we have, guys, time is the most precious. And if you haven't realized that, I'm going to ask you to give that some consideration because every one of us has a limited amount of time on this planet to do good or to do evil. But we gave of our time to create this Republican Party platform. We spent our own money to go to the Republican Party headquarters up in, uh, in this case, uh, up in Fort Worth to have this big meeting. We spent all of our time and all of our treasure working on this, and we created the guiding platform for you as a Republican as you know, I don't know how you want to look at it. If you want to look at the governor as the leader of the Republican Party uh, here in Texas, or if you want to look at the lieutenant governor as the leader of the Republican Party here in Texas. But in either situation, we spent all of our time and all of our fortune working on this document. And the reason why we put constitutional carry as the number one most important thing on there is because we have a God-given right to defend ourselves against enemies foreign and domestic. We have a government-given responsibility to defend our Constitution against enemies foreign and domestic. Now, how are you going to do that unless you have weapons? The answer is you can't. So constitutional carry is the number one issue on the voters' minds, the ones that really count, the ones that write the checks, the ones that show up, the ones that are there to uh, give input into this system. That is what we wanted as our priority. So, Lieutenant Dan, I don't want to hear that we don't have the votes to get this passed. The other thing that he said was that uh, a lot of the uh, open carry proponents were just too vociferous and too loud when they went to Austin. And so they turned off a lot of the legislators and legislators said, if you're going to yell at us, we're not going to listen to you. I'll let you put that in your pipe and smoke it. I have my own thoughts on that. But before I get to the rest of my thoughts, we have the border report. With Rusty Monsies, our man on the border, and uh, he's got some breaking news. What's going on, Rusty? Uh-oh, lost him. Dadgummit, I guess I should have went to him faster. Well, maybe he'll call back, or I'll give him a call. All right, so since I lost Rusty, 
I'm going to go back to the Dan Patrick situation. I spend a lot of time thinking about this, particularly uh, since we talked last night. I've had a chance to mull it over in my mind. The reason why we have to yell so loud is because the politicians in the Pink Palace do not listen to us. The politicians in the Pink Palace come out and beg for our votes, but thanks to straight party, straight ticket voting, they don't even have to do that much if they're an incumbent. In fact, incumbents don't have to uh, really run at all. Now, Dan Patrick also brought out last night that he wants to divorce the lower ballot rates races from the straight party vote. Well, partially because uh, his son, Ryan, lost his uh, judgeship in this horrible bloodbath here in Harris County where we went totally blue in uh, the city of Houston, completely Democrat in the city of Houston. Almost every Republican sitting office holder lost his job here in Houston. Dan Patrick wants to take all of the down-ballot races. He wants to remove them from uh, straight-ticket voting. He said the biggest problem he has, however, here to love this, is Republicans. Yes, he said Republicans up there in Austin are the ones that are most vehemently opposed to removing straight-ticket voting. Well, why? Well, the reason is obvious, because if you remove straight-ticket voting, a lot of these incumbents are going to lose their jobs, or they're going to have to really get out and campaign to the voters, and they're actually going to have to start paying attention to the voters. Well, that's something that no Republican wants to hear, or very few of them want to hear it. So uh, we find ourselves in a situation where if we yell at them, they get mad at us and don't listen. Uh, But if we talk to them nicely, they ignore us and don't listen. So what do you do about that situation? Now, it's up to me personally. I want to eliminate straight ticket voting, period. I want it all gone. I want you to have to go down there, and I want you to have to put a check in every box if you're going to vote. So uh, that's an essential, I think, is if we get rid of that. We want to get rid of that. I want people to have to find out who's running, and I want people running for office to actually have to get out and campaign. I want them to actually have to go out and go to the Rotary Club meetings. I was a Rotarian for many years, still still sort of am. I just don't pay dues anymore, and I don't have time to go to the meetings because I'm usually here with you every day, and they have the meetings at midday. But I want the politicians to have to go to the meetings. I want them to get to talk to you, the people. Only by doing that will they find out what we want, and then they will actually have to do it if they're going to get reelected. Because if you eliminate straight party voting, the problem is solved. So that came up yesterday uh, with the meeting with Dan Patrick, and I got to ask about uh, constitutional carry. Once again, his answer to constitutional carry is he doesn't have the votes for it. So I'm asking all of my friends out there who are constitutionalists and who care about this, if you live in the state of Texas, I know I have a lot of listeners all over the world, but if you live in the state of Texas, I'm asking you to uh, get out there and make the phone calls. If it's at all possible, I'm asking you to go to Austin. 
So uh, Marty Peters says, I will never vote straight ticket. And Trevor Gordon says, straight ticket voting is a strategic means of ensuring certain candidates get the vote. That's true. And Trevor Gordon would know because he actually ran for public office. So, uh, and Cutler's in there, man. Yeah, Cutler's a longtime listener to the show. He's been listening. Well, the Doc Green Show's been running on uh, Raging Elephants Radio now for three and a half years. Prior to that, where I was on News 92 FM. And, of course, continuously have an entertainment show over on AM 700 KSCV here in Houston, which coincidentally is owned by Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. But uh, nonetheless, um, we, we got through those two issues. And if you want to, to get constitutional carry past this session, you're going to have to make a lot of phone calls, guys. And, and I think we should also, while we're making those phone calls, say we want to do away with straight ticket voting. I do the very best I can to find out as much as I can about every candidate on the ballot, and that includes the judgeships. And that's why if you listen to my show, I will usually have several judges every every uh, a voting cycle on my show because I want you to find out who these people are and decide in your own mind, wow, is that somebody I want to vote for? That's, uh, that's my goal anyway. Uh, Wendy Guerrero Tyndall, good to see you in there. She is... A, uh, a lovely lady out of California does a lot of voice work for Raging Elephants Radio. We got Lloyd Levy out there, or Lloyd Levi, depends on how you pronounce it. I never know. Joan Barden, good to talk to you as always. And Clifford Paschal, one of my uh, former AV co- cl- customers, clients, and uh, also a fine Christian man out there. Uh, on a regular basis, I see his post promoting marriage, and I'm a big proponent of marriage having uh, made it through uh, 45 years of it myself. So uh, we we like to promote that. So we also had uh, Paul Betancourt over there last night. Now, Senator Paul Betancourt, great guy. I love Senator Paul Betancourt. And he was uh, recounting the story to a number of people about me getting harangued and arrested (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at the Harris County Appraisal District because I went down to question my valuation on, on my van. And uh, so I, that was a lot of fun. But he said that uh, there are a couple of people on the fence in in uh, the state house here in Texas as to whether or not we needed to do something to rein in our current adversarial property tax situation. And some of them were on the fence thinking it wasn't that bad. But he said after they had that hearing and the people testified, he said uh, it was like building a banana split and that my testimony was the cherry on top. So I guess after my testimony, the, the two senators that were on the fence um, had had to step up and say, uh, hey, <laughs> this is a problem when you got guys getting beaten up and handcuffed for simply going down and asking questions. Uh, apparently, I was asking questions in a manner unapproved by the Renicop security guard at Harris County Appraisal District. But you guys can find that show if you want to hear the whole story. So that was good last night. We were also uh, meeting at the home of a lovely lady who is on the State Board of Education. And they are getting ready to make some huge decisions up there at the State Board of Education. And she has agreed that she will come on my show. So we want to get her on the show. We're going to talk about that. But the State Board of Education in Texas is important to all of my listeners because no matter where you are, whatever Texas chooses for textbooks, 
very likely is going to have an influence on what you get for textbooks in your local area. Because let's face it, when it comes to buying textbooks, Texas is the big dog. California uh, is the big dog. So these are the ones that make the difference. So, uh, oh, Trevor Gordon said, I'd venture to say the straight party voting will not be a factor in future elections because of the mixed mosh composition of our party. Well, that's true. Uh, Donald Trump has brought a lot of people into the party that had never voted before, and it has changed things. You might notice my Make America Great cap there on the, uh, on the shelf, which I got while I was working with the Trump campaign up in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And yes, Jeannie Harper, we are looking forward to a Trump inauguration, but I encourage all of you to do what I am doing with Donald Trump, and that is pray for him. Pray for his safety. Pray for Donald Trump's safety. Pray for Donald Trump to have wisdom. Uh, There is already some consternation over his choice for Secretary of Education. Now, personally, I would like to see the Education Department totally abolished. It should be. I would like to see the public school system totally and completely abolished. It should be. It's an absolute failure. The product that they turn out is not of any value. They don't have the skills they need to compete in a modern world. And you've heard me advocate on here before, even after you've homeschooled your child and he has completed his high school training, you do not send them to some liberal elite college where they will then destroy everything that you've done and turn them into good little communist worker robots. No, you cannot do that. Uh, What you have to do if you have children, when they have completed their high school coursework, you then put them to work on reading the classics. They need to read all of the classic books and have an understanding of that. Among those classic books is the Bible. They should be able to read and understand the Bible. Of course, hopefully you've had them using the Bible as a reading textbook uh, since they were in the first grade. Because that's the way it used to be, and that works. Because not only do they learn how to read and how to write properly, but they also learn the biblical principles that are necessary for life. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness all depend upon you having a biblical understanding of what liberty is, a biblical understanding of what life is, a biblical understanding of uh, right and wrong, for one thing. So uh, Cutler said, yeah, people just send their kids to school because they want babysitting and a free lunch. Yeah, I know that's true. It's sad because his his wife, uh, Tammy, is a public school teacher, and uh, she has to put up with a lot of garbage. It's sad. I wish it were not so. But nonetheless, these are the things that we need to be working on. We need to be praying for Donald Trump. We need to make sure that, A, he survives until he gets elected, and, B, he gets wisdom from God as he's making these choices for his cabinet. Uh, We need good choices. Now, he's made a lot of good choices so far. Uh, I mentioned it on uh, my uh, yesterday's show. Uh, Mad Dog Mattis, wow, what a guy. A great guy. And uh, and he is a guy who is going to stand up for Texas. He is a guy who is going to, well, not for Texas per se, but for America. Mad Dog Maddox is going to put America first. And after he gets done putting America first, the entire world will benefit. So um, 
I'm praying for that, and I'm praying that he also survives. Meanwhile, it looks like I got Andy online. Come on in here, Andy. Hey, Doc. Hey, I was Doc. listening to the show and wanted to kind of weigh in on the constitutional carry legislation that's going forward. Yes, yes. So, love, yeah, we want to put America first, but part of that is putting the Second Amendment first as well, <laughs> making sure that's up there at the top. Um, you know, it's all about strategy, and one of the things that we're doing is we're, we're going to be running some commercials, 30-second, 60-second commercials in support of the constitutional carry in Texas, uh, not only for Texas, but for America. And so with that being said, you know, it's all about strategy. And, of course, these politicians re- react to affinity groups and, you know, pools. And so part of the dialogue, because there's been some infighting even within the gun community about constitutional carry and the need for training, of course, there's all, all kind of financial motives in that, in that realm. So part of the conversation that I want to introduce is, you know, if you are military, former military, uh, police officer, retired police officer, if you are part of the security uh, groups that, you know, uh, protect property or have been a security officer, or you're part of a militia, then you should be exempt from any kind of license. Um, because the argument typically has been about training. Well, uh-huh. we're already trained. Um, the other part of it, too, to throw in a little bit of social justice to kind of uh, get some more dialogue going, if you're a single mom, you should be exempt as well because of the cost of the licensing. Mm-hmm. So I think what that, that particular strategy will do is it'll pull in the veterans, it'll pull in the law enforcement folks, you know, to get behind the, the legislation. And then that will also put the butters kind of in a the corner. They're going to have to decide if they want to be excluded or not and support this bill. So I wanted to see what you thought about that strategy approach. Because uh, if you're in a militia, you know, you're training all the time, per se, so you should be exempt. Why pay for a license? I, I would agree with that. Of course, the problem that we have there is the state doesn't want to, at this point, recognize the militia movement. Because if they well, did one of the recognize the militia movement... Them in the conversation. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if they did recognize the militia movement, then they would uh, they would have to follow the Constitution. And in the case of the invasion on our southern border, they would have to call up the militia. So it's easier to just not recognize that there is one and therefore not have to comply with the Constitution. What are your thoughts on that, and Andy Valadez? Yeah, part, part of introducing the, the militia into the conversation is because you do hear a lot from the left that the Constitution was intended for militia. So how are they going to argue against including the militias if you're part of the militia and it's in the Constitution? So it, it, does, it does elevate the status <laughs> of, the, of the militia by making sure we recognize them as part of the exemption. Now, you see, you can already tell that Andy Valadez is not a politician and not a member of government because, see, he's able to read and understand that. But once you become elected as a politician, your IQ goes up 10 points, and uh, it's easy to recognize that the Constitution does not say what it clearly says. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) we have to talk about those things um, and, and make sure that it's part of the conversation. Well, so it's not out of sight, out of mind. Does that make make sense? Well, it does. And, of course, uh, I don't know if, if you heard my show last week, but uh, what Dan Patrick is advocating, what his big piece of legislation this year is going to be, is uh, to eliminate the fees for obtaining a license to carry. But well, everybody still has to register. There's not enough votes. Go ahead. Say, Go ahead. That, say that again, Andy. I was talking over you. Well, you were saying that part of his concern is there was not enough votes, but there are, just for example, 500,000 veterans in Harris County. So when you start to basically, you know, appeal to the interests of the constituents, which are 
veterans, there's you know police, there's uh, security. You know, there's your vote. So if they start calling their their representative, you know, say, hey, yeah, I'm a veteran. I don't want to pay this freaking fee. You know, I'm already trained. <laughs> you know, why do I need to pay for a license for a right I already have? And get that conversation going. Yes, indeed. Well, you know, I am all for that, and I think we got to do that. But the other reason I wanted to bring that out, Andy, and I, I hope that because you're a big voice in the in the community as well, I hope that uh, you will spread this. We do need to get all of our people out there making phone calls and right. uh, and uh, letting the uh, letting the politicians up in the pink palace, the royalty up in the pink palace, letting them know that uh, it's. It's something that we want. When they get enough phone calls, it's going to make a difference. Yes. I'm in agreement with you. So, well, you hope. I mean, we hear about phone calls being made, but then, you know, a lot of times it seems like they ignore some of those phone calls. (laughs) Well, they do. And what I really want to do is I am planning to go up there uh, the opening uh, uh, day of, of the session. I'm planning to go up there. And I actually want to get a hotel room, and I want to spend two or three days. Uh, I'm going to do my show from Austin, but I want to spend two or three days wandering the halls, the labyrinth of halls in the Pink Palace, and uh, letting them know what we want. And I would, I would hope, uh, I'd like to get a little cadre of guys to accompany me on that, because if they see that I'm not by myself, if there are other people there, uh, that will also make a difference. And in deference to them, we'll go up there and we won't yell at them. We'll just be very uh, firm and insistent. What do you What do you think about that idea, Andy Valadez? Oh, I'd love to make a road trip. You know, on on, on a road trip, road rules apply. So definitely be fun to to do something like that. Well, let's let's try to plan something like that. That's more or less what I got in mind. And speaking of road trips. Uh, uh, Frank Francis says maybe in a year phone calls will matter, but right now they're all comfy in their jobs, and next year they start campaigning again, and that's when the phone calls will matter. Well, I think that here on a local level, if we show up and we're wandering the halls of uh, the Pink Palace, I think it will have a huge effect on those guys. And so I feel like we ought to do that. And uh, you mentioned that uh, you were also talking uh, with uh, Valente Gonzalez. Uh, we need to get Valente uh, up on this as well. Yeah, we actually did an interview today on Kevin's show on Price of Business, which is going to air tomorrow. We talked about the same um, dialogue about, you know, the licensing. It's like if you're going to have licenses, well, then make it for people that have uh, proven themselves to be untrustworthy. <laughs> you know, the rest of the gun community, I mean, we we are, you know, most law-abiding citizens on the market, you know, and we shouldn't have to be paying for these licenses for something that, you know, we're not even uh, contributing to a problem with. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway. Well, I absolutely agree with you. So, uh, uh, anyway, we want to make sure that this stays in front of the people. You're one of the guys that's going to make sure that that happens. And uh, just while you're on here, tell people how they can get a hold of Andy Valadez. What's the best way? Well, selfdefensefund.com is the website. My email is andy at selfdefensefund.com. So definitely, if you want to contribute um, articles or anything that, that we can help bring a spotlight to with our, our media platforms that we're doing, uh, phone number is 713-828-6210. You can text, call, again, 
There you go, guys. Of course, selfdefensefund.com is my choice. That's where I go for my protection. And it doesn't get any better than selfdefensefund.com. It's really inexpensive. I encourage you to go to selfdefensefund.com and sign up today. And anybody that signs up today, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, you can see I'm holding up a collection of books. These books are out of print. You cannot get these. But it is a uh, fictional account of the things that led up to and finally culminated in the Republic of Texas event in the Davis Mountains back in the 90s. And uh, you'll find it's an excellent read. You won't have any trouble getting through it at all. And uh, anybody that signs up today, send me an email and uh, use promo code DOC when you're signing up at selfdefensefund.com, and I'm going to give you that set of books. So there you have it. We're going to hit this break right now. Uh, Take it away, Francis, and thank you for calling in, Andy. The amazing Doc Green Show is on the air. from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call VitaScientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Seha Smoke Depot wishes you well. Locally owned and operated, we have all sorts of tobacco products. Come take advantage of our sale on vapor products up to 50% off. Thanks for listening to us on the Dot Green Show on AVRN, RER, Facebook, or YouTube. We are located at 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, Seha Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas.
maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beattie did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beattie set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. The doctor is in. Oh, thank you, Joanne. The doctor is in. Absolutely, we are. It is the Doc Green Show. Hashtag amazing Doc Green Show. Doc Green E. And please post that on your Facebook at least, you know, two, three, four times every day so that people can find the show and listen to it because we're on YouTube. Hello, all you guys on YouTube. We're on Facebook. And uh, hello to all you guys on Facebook. And our shows are archived at AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And, of course, that's one way you can always get to me is go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And AmericanVoiceRadio.com is also a news aggregator, so there are news stories you can get there, as well as links to some of the other shows on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, because I'm certainly not the only one. And uh, we're also on Raging Elephants Radio, RagingElephantsRadio.com. You can download the free app no matter what platform you have, RagingElephantsRadio.com. And, uh, by the way, Dan Patrick, if uh, any of your guys are listening, the Raging Elephants Radio app stays up. It works all the time, whereas the KSEV radio app is very iffy. And a lot of times it drops on me, and then I can't even reinitialize the stream, and that's sort of irritating. So uh, just just a word there. But um, you can get the Doc Green Show just in all of those places. I encourage you to do so every day. And, of course, if you're on the Raging Elephants Radio platform, right after me every day, you get the Apostle Claver T. Kamau Mani, the original black activist. And uh, the Apostle is always amazing and has great stuff on his show, particularly uh, if you want to know what's really going on in Texas politics, there's nobody else that covers it like the Apostle Claver T. Kamaui and I mean nobody else. So I uh, do encourage you to listen to him as well. Um, interesting story before I get back to uh, my subject here. Uh, some of our friends over there in Fredericksburg listening to us on 104.9 uh, American Voice Radio Network over there. Somebody came in and complained that the Doc Green Show was preempting um, InfoWars, Alex Jones. <laughs> so apparently Alex Jones has a four-hour show every day, and they carry the first two hours, and then it switches over to the Doc Green Show. And for all of you people that are hanging out today over at the Tejas Smoke Depot listening to the show, I salute you, and I thank you. I thank you very much. And if uh, you haven't been over to the Teos Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas, I encourage you to go over there 
and uh, and tell them hi and thank them for carrying the Doc Green Show and thank them for supporting the Doc Green Show. We do appreciate it, and that's why we're going to be doing a live remote in Fredericksburg at the Tejas Smoke Depot. And that's going to be on the 12th and 13th of January. That's a Thursday and a Friday. And I hope that you guys will come by, say hi, be part of the live studio audience, and who knows, maybe even find something else you would enjoy there. But They've got uh, everything for the pipe smoker. They've got everything for uh, the cigarette smoker. They've got everything for the vapor. It's always, always thought that was an odd term. But if you're a vapor, <laughs> if you're a vapor, uh, then uh, you need to go over there. But if you're a vapor, I mean, do you like to not just dissipate? I don't know. Anyway, uh, vapors, and of course, I uh, understand they have a nice selection of beer over there as well for all of you beer drinkers and hellraisers out there. So go by Teo Smoke Depot, say hi, thank them for supporting the program. And by the way, if you like the program and you do business at some place that you're listening to the show at, you should go buy your favorite place of business and get them to advertise here too, because the more advertisers I have on the Amazing Doc Green Show, the easier it is for me to do what I do. And the only thing that really worries a lot of the politicians in Texas is that if the Doc Green Show ever gets enough advertisers that Doc Green can quit his day job of putting in home theater systems and TVs, I'll be a holy terror. That's right, I'll be a terrorist. And uh, that's for you, NSA. You can come and get me now. I said it. I'll be a terrorist because I'm going to be on these guys' doorsteps. I'm going to be knocking on their doors saying, hey, uh, hey there, Mr. Legislator, why did you do X, fill in the blank? They're going to hate it. So uh, anyway, we thank all of the advertisers, selfdefensefund.com. Uh, self, we are broadcasting from the selfdefensefund.com studios here in Houston. And if you ever have even considered you may have to defend your domicile, your car, your person, your family, you need selfdefensefund.com. Now, if you don't think you'll ever have to defend yourself in any situation, well, then you probably don't need selfdefensefund.com. Actually, you do. It's just you're, you're in a state of bliss, otherwise known as ignorance. Uh, everybody needs selfdefensefund.com. It's the best there is. It's really inexpensive. Me and the redhead, seventeen fifty a month. And uh, we have selfdefensefund.com. It just doesn't get any better than that. So I strongly recommend you guys consider it. And um, uh, let's see here. Ray Herrera just chimed in with a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, Mad Dog Mattis said, be professional, be polite, but have a plan to kill everybody you meet. That seems sort of extreme, doesn't it? Well, not really, because, see, you never know when that guy you, who you thought was your friend has been turned. And if you're prepared to kill that guy who is secretly unbeknownst to you decided to kill you, you've got a fighting chance. If, on the other hand, you are not prepared to kill that guy and he has been turned and your friend has become your enemy, well, now you're in trouble. So that's just one of the things that we like about Mad Dog Mattis. Mad Dog Mattis is a great guy, and he's doing an excellent job, and he hasn't even taken office yet. We're already making a difference. So, uh, by the way, if you want to be a guest on the Doc Green Show today, what you have to do is you have to dial 800-932-1980. 800-932-1980. 
and you can be a guest on the show today, and we would love to help you have you because otherwise I really can't talk to you unless you call in on the on the show line. So 800-932-1980. Now, I was talking about the classics. I'm going to give you the short list and then we'll expound on this a little bit. First of all, among the books you should should be reading, Jane Austen. More popular perhaps with the women, but a good read nonetheless. Jane Austen wrote a lot of books. Among them were Pride and Prejudice, Little Women, and Absolute Essential for Little Women, Emma, Persuasion, Sense, and Sensibility. All of those were Jane Austen books. R.D. Blackmore wrote a great book called Lorna Doone. Harriet Beecher Stowe, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Uh, Charlotte Bronte, Jane Eyre. And uh, Emily Bronte wrote Wuthering Heights. Uh, Frances Hodson Burnett wrote Little Lord Fauntleroy. Lewis Carroll, you should be reading Lewis Carroll. You probably read, perhaps, when you were a youngster, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. You should reread that because now you'll understand it. Back then, not so much. Uh, Through the Looking Glass, Lewis Carroll, another good one. Um, The Adventures of Pinocchio, the actual book, not the movie. Lord Jim by Joseph Conrad, another great book. The Last of the Mohicans by James Fenimore Cooper. Robinson Crusoe by Daniel Defoe, an absolute required tome. I'd recommend you read everything ever written by Arthur Conan Doyle, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. That would be all of the adventures of Sherlock Holmes and the casebook of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Those are some of my favorites as a youth, and I would love to go back and reread them now. Charles Dickens. You should read Charles Dickens, not just A Christmas Carol. He wrote so much more. Great Expectations was another really good one. Oliver Twist, a fabulous one, The Tale of Two Cities. Uh, You should read all of those. Uh, Alexander Dumas, The Three Musketeers and The Count of Monte Cristo, which is not just a sandwich at a restaurant. Um, You should uh, consider reading King Solomon's Minds by Henry Ryder Haggard. Um, And I'm just blowing through these. The Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne. I'm sure you guys read, read that as a youth, but... It's something really important. Les Miserables by Victor Hugo. Uh, Yeah, it's okay to go see the show, but yes, you should read the book because the book is better than the show. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, Westward Ho, Charles Kingsley. Call of the Wild, Jack London. Moby Dick by Herman Melville. Now, I warn you, when you read Moby Dick, you're going to have to find an 1800 dictionary because there are words in Moby Dick that do not appear in any modern dictionary. But to quote uh, one of the uh, Supreme Court justices of yesteryear, he said, Moby Dick is a book that grows no thinner every time I read it. And Moby Dick is actually two books. In the book Moby Dick, you have the story of the great whale, which explores mankind and, and who he is. And then you have the science of the sea as they knew it at the time of its writing and actually is still pretty accurate today. So you get two books in Moby Dick and they alternate chapters is the way that works in there. Uh, You should read Ivanhoe by Sir Walter Scott. 
uh, Black Beauty by Anna Sewell. Anna, Anna Sewell wrote some other books, too. Black Beauty is a great book, though. Once again, a lot of great stuff in there. William Shakespeare. You should re- read at least some Shakespeare, if not all of it. Uh, but uh, some, of, some of the greater, greater ones? Well, Romeo and Juliet, a tragedy, but a tragedy with a lesson. The Taming of the Shrew, Treasure Island, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. These things you hear referenced, but most of you have never read them, so you don't know what the references are. Mark Twain. Quick survey. Everybody in the chat room that's read Mark Twain, let me know. Uh, I remember being in grade school when I read The Adventures of Tom Sawyer and then The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. And, of course, once again, you'll find some politically incorrect ideas expressed in there, but really good stuff. So, um, oh, man, I lost Trevor. Dadgummit. But uh, Raymond Herrera is still in there, so that's a good thing. But... These are books you guys should read, you guys should know, and, and I'm encouraging you to, to be a part of these things, uh, to know these things, to make them a part of your life. Now, what do you do? Oh, Dorian Gray, yeah, Oscar Wilde, yes. The Importance of Being Earnest, also Oscar Wilde. Here's the thing. You get your kid, you homeschool your child, you make sure that they're reading these books, uh, during that homeschooling period, there are more. I just glossed over them. Make sure they're reading those books. Uh, 1984, An Animal Farm, absolutely essential. Make sure they're reading these books. Have them write you good book reports on each of these books. But then, after they have graduated high school, by now they should kind of know what they're interested in. Once you've reached that point where they know what they're interested in, that is when... You say, okay, we're going to do a, a series of phone calls. We're going to find companies that do that and do it well, and then we're going to try to get you an internship with one of those companies. Now, an internship, you may actually have to pay the company for that. But you get an internship with one of those companies, you go in there, and because you're homeschooled, you're going to be smarter than most of the people that are working there. Uh, with, within a few months, the guy's going to realize, wow, I know this guy's just an intern or this gal is just an intern, but on the other hand, they got more snap than anybody I got working here. Uh, so that's when they come to you and say, uh, look, we'd like to break off your internship and we'd like to hire you full time. And we're going to start you out at $15 an hour or some of their salary number. And so that's how it works. And then you learn that business, but while you're learning that business, and while you're climbing in that business, you're still going back and you're reading these classic books. You're reading Gulliver's Travels. You're reading Kidnapped. You're reading Treasure Island. Um, you're reading Titus Andronicus. You're reading these books. And you are gaining wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And then all of a sudden the day is going to come when the CEO is going to step down. And he's going to pass over all those Harvard grads that he hired. And he's going to go to the one person that really knows what's going on. And that is you, Mr. Homeschool, having read the classics with no college degree at all. The very idea that you need a college degree in order to make it is an archaic and bypassed idea. It's no longer valid. There's, a, there's no good reason for it. And I am strongly encouraging you to become literate in the old-fashioned way. As you've heard me mention many times, George Washington was homeschooled. 
Uh, his top general, General Nathaniel Green, one of my distant relatives, he spelled Green correctly with an E on the end, uh, homeschooled. These guys learned the old-fashioned way, and they came from homes that could not necessarily afford a fine private school or a fine preparatory school, so they had to homeschool. It was, it was not optional for them. But what was the end result of that? Well, the end result of that was they were well-educated, and because they were well-educated, they were able to make some decisions that otherwise might not have been made. So uh, I'm asking you guys to do that. Now, I did have a request in here for some uh, music, and I'm going to see if I can find it or not. And get it planned. Yeah, here we are. Let's try this one. Oh, it's amazing. It can jump the gap, but it's not as good as if you did it this way. Oh, yeah, request, special request for Cutler out there. One, the religious, the hunted and weary, chasing the promise of freedom and hope. Some would burn the witches And later some bought slaves to get riches And yeah, from near and far to seek a better time They came a thousand parts of the wild And she just patiently smiled And for a child to be there The spirit in guarding her life And once the ties with the crown had been broken America, America. 
right. Oh, 
sorry about that introduction. Go ahead, take it to break, and I'll be right back on the Doc Green Show. instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. We specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and needed to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with pet floors, and he came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily, and when it came installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great, and service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It, it's really nice. We actually have a mobile showroom, so I can come out to your home or office at a time that's convenient for you, and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home. I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this. It's not like I've done this one or two times, but I've done it many, many times. So give me a phone call, and I'm happy to come out there. I do estimates for you right there on the spot, and it's all free of charge. Pet Floors of Houston. PetFloors.com. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called, and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. The doctor is in. Yes, the doctor is in. And when we left off, we were talking about some of the classic books. I mean, you know, if you're going to uh, 
have your child properly educated, you got to read the classics. And uh, so I want to get over a few of those, too. And, uh, and I was looking at some of the other uh, stuff that came in uh, just to make sure I'm not missing anything. And, uh, oh, my God. I don't know. Andy sent me a, 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 a tune by Ludacris. I don't. <sighs> I don't know if I want to play that. <laughs> uh, not without listening to it first. So I don't think we're going to do that. But, uh, and let's see what else here. Uh, oh, yeah. And we had a request. Uh, wanted to know what's going on with uh, some of our uh, new senators. Um, we got a new senator out of Dallas, uh, and uh, he's Don Huffines doing a great job, and we're very happy with him. And, uh, all right, Becca Joyce wanted me to bring up something with you, so I'm going to bring this up. Um, for all of my non-religious friends out there, you're going to say, oh, what, is he nuts or what? But um, I'm going to bring it up because it is an important factor, and that is fasting and praying. You might recall in the Bible, uh, you know, the apostles came to Jesus. They tried to cast out a demon couldn't do it. They'd always been able to cast out demons from other people, but they just couldn't do it. And uh, so they came to Jesus Christ, and they said to him, they said, uh, why? Why can't we do this? I mean, normally we can. And he said, this kind comes out only by fasting and praying. So I don't do it as much as I used to. You can tell by looking at my rather rotund physique. Um, and I hate conviction, but I, I'm convicted. I need to start fasting and praying more. I used to fast and pray a lot more than I do today. But when you fast, that is when you quit eating stuff that you would normally eat or maybe quit eating altogether and you go uh, maybe uh, just go on a water diet only, um, you do that for, well, you got to get past the first three days. Once you get past the first three days, it's not as hard. But when you fast and you pray, there's no question that your spirit man Hopefully that you've been been praying and reading the Bible at that point in time. Your spirit man becomes more powerful. Uh, having a closer relationship with God, your prayers have more weight because of your faith level, which has gone up during the fasting. As you weaken the physical man, the spiritual man becomes stronger. You probably heard the story of the old man and the two wolves, you know, and he talked about the good wolf and the bad wolf. And uh, the kid asked, well, which wolf will win? And he said, the one that you feed. He's talking about your good nature and your bad nature. Well, it's the same thing here. If you sow to your flesh, you're going to reap to your flesh. If you sow to your spirit, you're going to reap from your spirit. So if you want to be more effective when you are praying, consider a fast. And for some people, an, an introductory fast is simply the skipping of one meal. So like maybe you eat breakfast and you skip lunch, and then you have dinner. That's a that's an acceptable fast before the Lord, and if you've never done it, uh, if you do it, and you do it prayerfully, that is with your mind on God and upon trying to obtain something specifically from Him through prayer, like, for instance, when I pray for Donald Trump's safety and protection, because I don't want some crazy guy uh, with a gun to kill my, my good friend Donald Trump. So when I pray for him with that in mind, if I'm fasting, maybe I skip lunch, then uh, it will make a difference in my life. Uh, some of you may want to eat lunch and dinner and then skip breakfast. Okay, once again, another acceptable fast before the Lord. 
if you spend your time doing this and you move on and then pretty soon you're going to get to the point, well, today I'm going to uh, I'm going to skip breakfast and lunch and I'm only going to have dinner. And uh, and you have water uh, with that throughout the day, but uh, you're praying throughout the day. You're going to have more power once again. Eventually, get to the point where you can make it through a 24-hour period with, with no food and only prayer as your sustenance. You will begin to notice a change in your life. First of all, you might lose a pound or two, but that's not the reason we're doing it. The main reason we're doing it is to strengthen our prayer life. And you're going to notice that your prayer life becomes better. You're going to notice that your desires change. Pretty soon you're going to get two days. Three days of fasting is the hardest. But I can assure you, if you can make it past day three, after that, your mind, your your soul man, the real you, will begin to have power over your body for the first time maybe in a long time. And at that point, your body comes up and says, I'm hungry. And you tell him to shut up. He's not in charge. You're running this ship. And that you're going to be praying. And once you hit three days, it's easier to go farther. I've gone two weeks on water only. So it's, uh, in fact, I went three weeks one time on water only. It's, it's a lot easier to do after you get past those first three days. And you become strong. Your prayer life becomes strong. And you will be able to achieve things you would never be able to achieve in any other way. So, Becca Joyce, if you're listening, I, I, uh, I have followed your request, and I've brought that out so the people will understand it. Right now, we are at a critical turning point in the world, not just in the United States, but in the world. And it's really important that we stay prayed up and that we continue to, to bring up Donald Trump in prayer, one of the things that, that we need to be praying for is that he will have wisdom, that he will make good decisions based upon wisdom and knowledge given to him by the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I can assure you the day that he takes office, God is going to visit him. The question is, will he recognize it and will he take the call? And I know some of my non-religious friends out there are going to say, man, Doc has just gone absolutely nuts. Well, think that if you will, or give it some consideration. I am an educated man. I have been to school. I did graduate college, and, uh, and I, I got a lot more college than I actually graduated from because I went to several different ones. So that being said, I'm just laying it out there for you, and I, I hope that some of you will do it. Um. I think we're going to talk to uh, Cutler Brogdon uh, this hour, if he uh, gets around to calling in, if he can do it. I wanted to uh, go over some of the uh, things about Standing Rock that you may or may not know. Uh, the myth being perpetuated out there is Standing Rock Sioux was never consulted uh, before this pipeline was put into operation. But the truth is there were nine meetings between the, the uh, Sioux leadership and the Army Corps of Engineers about the project, and the tribe, after those nine meetings, filed two comments in the federal docket. Uh, Dakota Access attempted seven other meetings and multiple communications with the tribe that were unanswered. Uh, the other thing that you probably should know, um, they, the Dakota Access is damaging tribal homelands and waters uh, but uh, the project's actually being built on private land, not on tribal lands. 
And some of the media uh, coverage has been incorrect, but then, hey, there's no surprise there. The project's plans have been studied. Four state regulatory bodies and the federal government have all agreed that the project meets the Clean Water Act and Endangered Species Act and other protections. Of course, there should be no EPA and there should be no Clean Water Act, uh, the Endangered Species Act. The only thing, the only endangered species in the United States are white Christian males. So, uh, those uh, requirements were enough to make sure that uh, nothing was going to be damaged. By the way, that pipeline was a triple-layer pipeline to ensure that there would be no leaks, unless it was sabotaged, of course, and you can't get around that. Uh, the other uh, myth is the Dakota access was impacting Native American artifacts and sacred sites, but the truth is the archaeological surveys conducted by the government and the tribe and the company found no evidence that the project would impact any sacred sites on tribal lands because those are actually located several miles away. And archaeology experts on site during the construction are there just in case they should find anything of importance. They have not to this day. Um, none of these pipelines or power lines are going to cross the Missouri River. The Dakota Access Pipeline is being, that was the myth. Uh, the Dakota Access Pipeline is being constructed under an existing power line and parallels another pipeline in the service area. So they're paralleling another pipeline that actually exists there. So multiple pipelines, railroads, and highways cross the Missouri River since any infrastructure that moves east in the region, region is going to have to cross the Missouri and the Mississippi River. Um, and some people are under the impression that the tribe was uh, holding a peaceful protest to block the construction of the Dakota Access Pipeline, but the protest uh, so far, um, well, they haven't necessarily been peaceful. But nonetheless, I'm going I'm to fault the government for that. What I'm worried about is I'm afraid that the Indians, uh, the uh, Native Americans, if you will, the Dakota Sioux, have been taken advantage of by environmentalists who just didn't want this done, that they are still trying to cripple America financially and didn't want it done. Now, the good news is nobody was killed. We did not have a Lavoie Finnicum moment. For this, I am grateful. Um, and what we've done to our Native American population with the entire reservation and welfare system is unconscionable, and something should be done about it. So I am hoping that one of the results of this, Donald Trump being the benevolent individual that he is, I'm hoping that he will consider doing something with Indian Affairs to make sure that we, uh, we take better care of these uh, noble Native Americans. I mean... Let's face it, these, these are the people that actually owned this land before we came here, and they were not horrible people, as uh, some would have you to believe. Uh, they were a great people, and we'd like to see them properly taken care of. We'd like to see them have the same access to everything in America that the rest of the citizens enjoy. So, um, anyway, just wanted... Uh, okay, Cutler's not going to call in, but he's uh, he's still upset about it. But the good news is no one was killed. And uh, for this, I'm absolutely grateful because uh, we've seen the government have a propensity 
to be willing to do that to our to our great American people here, uh, not the least of which was Lavoie Finicum, gunned down uh, by federal contractors up in Oregon because he was on the way to meet with the sheriff, and they wanted to ensure that that meeting did not take place. And for those of you who don't know the story, the feds chose a blind corner, set up a dead man roadblock, made sure it was in an area where there was no cell phone coverage so that no no uh, word could get out of the massacre that was impending. And that is where they shot Lavoy Finnicum, who exited the vehicle with his hands in the air, as much as a 70-plus-year-old uh, man could do. And then they shot him nine times. An unarmed man exiting the vehicle at a roadblock because there was no place he could go. Shot him nine times. They shot him three times while he was standing and six more times after he fell. There was never a weapon in evidence. They tried to plant a weapon on him. They planted on him a semi-automatic 9mm, which when the serial number was traced back, was a weapon that was stolen two years ago in another state. There's no way that Lavoy Finnicum could have gotten that weapon in his possession, and we all know from experience that Lavoy Finnicum never carried anything outside of a six-gun, a revolver, a wheel gun with a long barrel on his right hip carried openly. That's the only gun he ever had. Well, on this day, he was unarmed. He had left that weapon at the Malheur Wildlife Refuge, which, of course, is a government creation, but it's illegal. It's extra-constitutional. And I know this because one of the guys that was holed up in that refuge called me on the phone on Sunday night at 1030, and we had an hour-and-a-half-long talk, which I recorded and played on my show the next day. And then we went to their live feed and carried it live all the way through on Raging Elephants Radio until its final peaceful uh, resolution, because we were desperately worried that those guys would also be killed, a la um, Waco, a la Ruby Ridge. Uh, we've had plenty other examples here of what the federal government will do to people that are in the way. But it ended peacefully, and we, we are grateful to God for that now. Uh, the initial trial with all those people at the Malheur Wildlife Refuge, all of those people were found innocent. And, of course, when the uh, attorney petitioned to have them released, the, the government declined because they said, well, they're still facing charges back in Nevada, so we're not going to turn them loose. Keeping in mind, these men are not hardened felons. These men are not, not illegal aliens that broke into this country to kill, rob, and steal. These men are landowners, businessmen, hardworking individuals who love this country and love this Constitution. And yet the federal government wants to keep guys like that in prison. So we're glad that there was a peaceful end to the uh, Standing Rock Sioux uh, blockade of the pipeline. We do want to see this pipeline built, however, because there are a lot of jobs that depend on it. And I hopefully gave you some information there you did not have. So now getting back to my previous bent where I was reading the classics. Um, one person said, if I read the Odyssey... I read Homer's text, but I cannot forget all of the adventures of Ulysses 
and what they have come to mean in the course of the centuries. I cannot help but wonder if these meanings were implicit in the text or whether they were incrustations or distortions or expansions that have occurred because of things that have changed in history since the writing. He said, when I read Kafka, I cannot avoid approving or rejecting the legitimacy of the adjective Kafkaske, which one is likely to hear every quarter of an hour applied indiscriminately. <laughs> when I read Turgenev's Fathers and Sons or Dostoevsky's The Possessed, I cannot help thinking how these characters have continued to be reincarnated in other writings right down to our day. But he said, you know, the reading of a classic ought to give us a surprise or two vis-a-vis -vis the notion that we had of it. And for this reason, I can never sufficiently highly recommend the direct reading of the text themselves, the original text, leaving aside the critical biography and commentaries and interpretations as much as possible. Schools and universities ought to help us understand that no book that talks about a book says more than the book itself. <laughs> Therefore, instead of reading the books that talk about the books, maybe we should just read the books. What do you say? So that's another reason why I'm not, uh, I'm not a big fan of higher education, unless it is a trade school. Trade schools have a real value. Now, what did Barack Obama do? He tried to get rid of all the trade schools and indeed did, did put ITT out of business. They went after Trump University in a big way. Why? Because it was teaching people how to be successful in real estate. And Trump University performed a purpose. But you see, the people that run our universities hate those schools. Because when people take schools like that, they actually learn valuable skills. They learn how to live life. They learn how to go out and make money and, as a result, help other people to make money. And so that's why trade schools are so valuable and so much more important than any of the Ivy League universities, which are totally and absolutely irrelevant and of worth. Well, they have no worth. They're of no value whatsoever. I'll tell you what the Ivy League schools do. They will fleece you. They will destroy your bank account. They will take everything you have and leave you with nothing. They will teach you to be a worker bee. That's what they will do. And that is why you should avoid them like you avoid the plague. Now, to do my approach, that is to have your child go to a proper tech school and actually learn a uh, useful skill, takes some effort on your part, doesn't it? And to have them read all of these classics, I mean, a lot of these you can probably download now on a Kindle. You don't even have to buy them. I'm a book buyer. I my problem is I'm out of bookshelves. Uh, these bookshelves here are semi-empty by comparison to the ones you can see here if you're uh, watching on YouTube only, because you can't see it on Facebook. But if you're watching it on YouTube, yes, I have some space on my bookshelves now. That's because I went through and cleaned house. But if you look to my library downstairs, I've got books piled on top of books. I've got books piled in front of books. I've got books everywhere in my library because I have no place to put these books. I thought about getting rid of them once, but then I had uh, Dr. William Fortune on here. We talked about what an EMP could potentially do to the electronic grid and how it might take away all of our electricity for an extended period of time. And that's when I realized having my books actually might be a high-value item that I could use for entertainment. I could use for bartering. I could use for making money. So I decided not to get rid of my books. And I occasionally loan them out to different people who occasionally return them. But 
Having the real book is always better than reading a book about a book. This uh, fellow goes on to say, uh, when a classic really works, that is when it, it establishes a rapport with you, the reader. They say if, the, if he says if the spark doesn't come, that's a pity. But we don't read the classics out of duty or respect, but only out of love. Well, I would beg to differ with him. I think reading the classics is somewhat of a duty. And I think we read the classics out of respect. And if we happen to enjoy them, so much the better. And the objective is to get you to expand your horizons by gathering this knowledge that has been prepared for you by other people. And you should read these books without bias because you might possibly come across the book that becomes your book. I know an excellent art historian, says this fellow, an extraordinarily well-read man, who out of all the books that he has ever read, he had a special love for the Pickwick Papers. And at every opportunity, he comes up with some quip from Dickens' book and connects each and every to every event in life, like some Pickwickian episode. Little by little, he himself... And true philosophy and the universe have taken on the shape and form of the Pickwick Papers by the process of complete identification. And in this way, we arrive at a very lofty and demanding notion of what is a classic. We use the word classic to describe a book that takes on the form of an equivalence to the universe on a level with an ancient talisman. With this definition, we are approaching the idea of the, quote, total book. This uh, reminds me of something I was listening to Alex Jones the other day. Sorry I'm preempting Alex Jones for you guys, but now I'm going to quote him. Uh, Alex Jones said the other day, I've gotten rid of all the TVs in my house. The only TV we have now is on a slide, and it's uh, behind doors in a closet, and we only take it out when there's something that demands that we watch it. Otherwise, he encourages his children and his family to read books. He also pointed out uh, studies that found that people who read books, even if it's audiobooks, people who listen to audiobooks have a higher vocabulary and a higher intelligence quotient than people who watch TV. In fact, he uh, quoted some other scientific research about people who watch TV on a regular basis, how it dumbs them down. It's like uh, taking an opiate. Um, he talked about the flicker rate in the 60-cycle video system. Uh, which is becoming less of an issue now as we go to 4K. But nonetheless, he talks about how it acts as a sedative. It, it mollifies people. It, uh, it relaxes them. So um, that's something to be considered as well. And so he said, look, he said, I uh, left my uh, children in the care of some dear friends, but he said they watched uh, TV while they were there. So when I came back, they were like zombies just from watching a weekend of TV. I have to give that some thought because every now and then I get a weekend off and I binge watch. I got stuff I've recorded that I want to watch. And so I may just sit down and watch five or six episodes of my favorite show because I haven't been able to watch TV for a month and a half. So maybe that's a consideration. But uh, I do like to read and I read a lot. That's why I have so many books. Um, a classic can establish a strong rapport in terms of opposition and antithesis. For instance, Jean-Jacques Rousseau thinks and does, everything he thinks and does is very dear to my heart, yet everything 
in it fills me with an irrepressible desire to contradict him, to quarrel with him, to to uh, criticize him. And it's that question of personal antipathy on temperamental level on an account for which I ought have no choice but to read him, yet I cannot help numbering him among my many authors. So, um, and of course, Rousseau, his view of the world, uh, to quote my friend Tommy Attaway, uh, you know, it's uh, not, not an accurate picture of the world. Now, 40 classics and why you ought to read them. Uh, I love this. Let me see who actually wrote this piece. Oh, yeah, Richard Davies wrote this piece. He said, uh, first of all, Lord of the Flies, and it should be read because it is still deeply shocking for a young reader to discover what can happen when the normal rules of civilization fall away. Be careful what you wish for. You may get it. So, uh, yeah, Lord of the Flies, I recall, it's by William Golding. I recall reading that when I was probably around the sixth grade. It was an eye-opening book for me then. I think it would be even more now. I think some of these books that I read as a child demand rewriting. Uh, He said of Lorna Doone, which is written in 1869 by R.D. Blackmore, he said, because this is no sickly sweet romance, holy cow, those Doones are wicked people, and poor Lorna's caught up in the middle. Uh, Daphne du Maurier, um, Jamaica Inn in 1936, because it's another wonderful stuck-in-the-middle tale. A 20-year-old Mary Ellen is surrounded by murderous Cornish wreckers. So, and I have not read Daphne du Maurier, so that's something I need to add. Kidnapped by Robert Louis Stevenson, something, again, I read as a young man, because it's better than Treasure Island, and it's based on real people and real events. Alan Breck Stewart is a very memorable character. Treasure Island, 1883, because I like to imagine hosting a dinner party with Long John Silver, Blind Pew, Ben Gunn, and Billy Bones. (laughs) More rum and more fun. (laughs) Call of the Wild, Jack London, because an animal tale should be on the list. No pun intended. This isn't Marley and me. Buck is a tough, tough dog in the Yukon Gold Gold Rush. Well, that's one of the books, once again, I read as a youth. So, uh, anyway, just some of the classics. Cutler said, we taught our grandbaby to read. We didn't give her toys. He said, uh, she likes Mickey Mouse, but then she's only three. Well, of course. Well, Mickey Mouse is wonderful for someone who is three years old. And he also said, I'm still pissed about Waco. Well, him and me both. What happened in Waco should never have happened. But... That's what happens when uh, the monster on the loose, to quote Steppenwolf earlier, uh, that's what happens when the monster on the loose is not being brought to heel. We can only hope that that, that the monster on the loose is brought to heel. Going to hit this break. Be right back on the Doc Green Show. Don't go away.
just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse Reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. Tejas Smoke Depot wishes you well. Locally owned and operated, we have all sorts of tobacco products. Come take advantage of our sale on vapor products up to 50% off. Thanks for listening to us on the Dot Green Show on ABRN, RER, Facebook, or YouTube. We are located at 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, Tejas Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beattie did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beattie set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. The doctor is in. The doctor is in. Not only is the doctor in, but we got Karen on the Newsmaker line. Karen, come on in here. What's going on with you? Hey, Doc. How's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Oh, better than I deserve, but not quite as good as I would like. <laughs> Amen to that. So uh, what are you bringing oh, to uh, the uh, table here today, Karen? Well, a, friend of, a mutual friend of ours suggested I call in today to discuss the Bundy Rock situation and uh, the LaBoy Senecum, the Oregon um, Burns Refuge situation. We've got a, a trial coming up Friday 
that is um, in relation to this whole situation. I can't. I think all 17 of the descendants are are going to have a hearing this Friday. We're going to do a rally for it. So I just wanted to know um, what you're hearing about it. Oh, you're in Texas, correct? I am in Texas. Where are you at, Karen? Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Okay. All right. We got got a lot of listeners in Vegas out there. So, uh, yes, I'm in Texas, and uh, and I imagine we will have some kind of rally here. But uh, what can people do to help on this? Because that's the fact. I just talked about it earlier on the show. I don't know if you're listening, but uh, we we know that the trial is coming up out there. Mm-hmm. Well, we had um, we had the trial in Oregon. Uh, I believe it was. It was uh, early November, and seven of the defendants were found not guilty. So we're hoping that that will set a precedent for the rest of it. So what people can do is call into their uh, local elected representatives, state level preferably, because they have more sway with their peers, their peers being state-level representatives here, to um, put pressure on the judges to, to uphold the Constitution. If they're not guilty on the counts from Oregon, then they're not guilty of anything. So uh, we need our elected representatives to continue to pressure these judges to uphold the Constitution. And and a lot of these guys who are being held without bail haven't been proven to be a danger. It was just arbitrarily um, said so by Judge Brown in in Oregon. So people can call their elected representatives or, or write letters to the courthouses <clears throat> to put pressure on these judges, it would be immensely helpful. Well, we need to do that because uh, uh, the next trial is going to be in Las Vegas, and Karen is correct. Uh, these guys are guilty of nothing. They're guilty of nothing except for standing up for constitutional rights. And there's nothing that the federal government hates more than someone who stands up for the Constitution. Hence the reason they uh, they had to kill uh, LaVoy Finnecum because they realized he was a dangerous voice and they did not want that voice uh, remaining out there. Uh, once again, we need to pray Absolutely. for these in this thing because they're not out of the woods yet either. And the federal government has never been constrained by the law. And you've got to you got to be aware of that. The law means nothing to these guys. It's simply a means to oppress the people. Uh, they don't have to follow, right. they have to follow it themselves. And they have unlimited funds at their disposal, thanks to the taxpayers. And um, interestingly enough, I was at the very first hearing here in Las Vegas uh, with the federal government against all the defendants in both of the Burns and the, um, the Nevada case. And the United States attorney stood right, right there in court and admitted that they have no evidence from the um, 2014 Bundy incident. They, the only evidence that he says that they have are the equivalent of eight full-length movies of Facebook posts. So it's all hearsay. So they have no evidence whatsoever. He stood right there in court and admitted that it's been two years, and so all the physical evidence that they might have had, it's been lost to them, and the only evidence they have are Facebook postings. So with the, the Oregon case being so fresh and those defendants being found not guilty of the charges, then they absolutely have no standing whatsoever for the um, the Nevada case, and the, it should all be dropped. So if we could get you know people calling in to their elected representatives, to the judges, to the courthouse here, to the uh, to their federal courthouse, their local federal courthouse, it would be more than we could imagine. Uh, um, 
it, it has such an impact people can't even imagine. So, you know, get on the phone, start making phone calls or write letters or have rallies. As a matter of fact, a couple months ago, I was at a rally in Wichita Falls, uh, Texas, and, and uh, a case that was kind of related to was the BLM taking land from the Red River Valley uh, ranchers, and I was there with uh, the Texas Tactical Patriots and had a rally there at the courthouse in Wichita Falls. Was that so the one? It's where, happening everywhere. Was that the one that the band played at? No, there was no band. <laughs> at least not by the time I got there. There may have been one earlier, but I drove uh, 1,200 miles and got there just at the time that I was supposed to speak. They actually invited me to come speak. I'm president of Las Vegas Tea Party here, and knowing the Bundys and um, the Finnegan family. Uh, they asked me to come speak on the issue because oh, okay. I am. Because so I did a rally up there uh, at the Wichita Falls County Fort Courthouse, and we set up a flatbed trailer and had the live band and all that stuff. So uh, I thought. Yeah, you know, that was the first one, and I was invited to that one, but I, the people that I was supposed to go with, they all kind of backed out last minute, and so I ended up not going. But the second rally that they had there, uh, I think it was three weeks after or 60 days after. I, I don't remember exactly. Um, yeah, I, I just wonder if we're the same one because I was up there, uh, and we took the whole band. and We had a great time. I mean, but uh, we only had probably maybe a hundred, hundred twenty-five uh, people at that event. Uh, we hate to see them so poorly attended, especially when so much time and treasure was expended on it. But uh, we are, we're yeah. fighting the BLM out here, and and uh, we're standing in solidarity with uh, the Bundys and the Hammonds. Absolutely, because like I said, it affects us all, and this is happening across the country. It's happening in New Hampshire, in California, in Utah, Colorado, everywhere, and we, we all need to stand together. That was basically my message when I did go to the Wichita Falls rally was, you know, this, the government, is, if they can keep us separated, they can keep us beaten. We need to all stand up together. You know, the 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 only power they have is, is our ignorance and, and um, apathy, so we need to be educated and we need to get involved. And I do believe I spoke to you one other time, our mutual, other mutual friend, Jeff Staggs in Texas. Uh, well, yeah, Jeff, Jeff and I have done uh, some yeah. events <laughs> And Jeff's a great guy. Yeah, I think I may have had you on the show back then. You know, we're yeah. on American Voice Radio. I may be on a terrestrial station in your area. You should uh, ch- check with your favorite station and ask them if they're carrying the Doc Green show. I, you, we may very well have. I don't sit in one place long enough to know for sure what's going on on the radio. I hardly ever listen to the radio, but um, I know that you're doing great work, according to Jeff. So as, uh, the more voices we have out there speaking for people, the better we're going to be. Well, we do what we can here. And, of course, the, the key to success is spreading the word far and wide. I mean, this is a means of mass instruction. That's what we have here on the Doc Green Show, on American Voice Radio, and on Raging Elephants Radio. We're on both of those platforms. And uh, you're doing us all a favor when you go to your local AM or FM talk station and say, hey, why don't you carry the Doc Green Show? Uh, because uh, it's on satellite. They can they can download the live stream, or they can uh, just uh, get the podcast either way, but it's it's uh, it's available to them. Apparently, Rodney Well, I will definitely check into that, because locally we have a lot of talk shows here, and, and really there aren't a lot of local media addressing this issue, which is really heartbreaking because it's right here in our front door. It's not even our back door. It's our front door, and we don't even have uh, much local media paying attention. 
Well, most of the local media is owned by Clear Channel, and Clear Channel is run by a bunch of uh, rhinos. Uh, Republicans in name only, for those of you that aren't aware. And uh, what rhinos are is basically uh, conservative Democrats. And uh, Right, yeah. Take that for what it's worth, but they're not going to talk about stuff like this because it's uncomfortable. And they like to be comfortable, trust me. So that's, that's why it's absolutely important. That's why it's important that, that uh, you know, people like Rodney, uh, Rodney Pugh says he knows you, Karen. Uh, people like Rodney, yeah. <laughs> Rodney Pugh and Karen, both from the Vegas area, uh, you know, contact your local stations and say, look, you know, Doc Green's available on Galaxy 19. Why don't you download a show and start playing it? And uh, let's get a little bit of activist radio out there. And uh, Liberty Talk Radio is what we're all about because we just want liberty for everybody. We want to restore the Constitutional Republic that we haven't seen for 150 years since before Abraham Lincoln uh, and that the great country that he was. So, uh, once again, Karen is asking everybody, and this especially applies to you people out in Las Vegas, Nevada, but in Nevada in general, you've got to make the phone calls to your state legislators. And uh, I'm not your your house is a little bit different than mine, Karen. Can you explain how your state house is made up? We have uh, an assembly and a legislation. Or, I'm sorry, assembly and senators, and it makes up our legislature. And we hold legislation every two years for 120 days from February. Um, I don't remember the dates exactly. I think it's early in February for 120 days, and that is our that's our basic uh, state level structure. Every two years, you're a lot like Texas. Then the same right. thing here in Texas, uh, they officially meet uh, for uh, three months every two years and uh, get all the legislation out, and uh, and they pass an amazing amount of new laws every year for a small body in a short period of time. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we I think we had uh, over um, 2,200 bills introduced last legislative session, and most of those were to amend previous bills. It's yeah. insane what we spend our money on. They pass bad laws, and then they go through and pass new laws to fix the, the other bad laws they passed last time. Uh, Karen, one thing I'd encourage you to do, if you get a chance to interview any new legislators out there, uh, or people that are running for office, one of the first questions you should ask them, Karen, is how many laws do you intend to repeal during your first 100 days? Well, it, inter- it might interest you to know that I actually do interview the candidates who are running for office every election season, and that's usually one of my first questions is, are, do you have a plan to audit our um Constitution and get rid of all the laws that are unconstitutional before you introduce any new ones. What a great idea. That's what should be asked. Yeah. We need new laws. What we need to do is get rid of some of the old ones. We've got way too many laws. And, Karen, my position has always been that uh, we need two laws. It should be against the law to kill people, and it should be against the law to steal their stuff. And anything else is superfluous. <laughs> Yeah, I you know most of the laws that we have are redundant. We have laws already on the books. Like, do we need hate laws? If it's already against the law to kill somebody, why should it also be against the law to hate them while you're doing it? Well, what, yeah, what difference does it make? Uh, is it worse yeah. because I really hated that bastard, and that's why I killed him? <laughs> or, or is it better? Exactly. Than, uh, I I didn't even know the guy. It was just business. I wanted his wallet. You know, <laughs> right. which, right. which murder is worse? Yeah. 
Yeah, they're equal. So that's why we have. As a matter of fact, we have a uh, gentleman here in Las Vegas who's going to be running, uh, I believe, for congressional district for one of the congressional districts that we have in Nevada as a um, congressman, obviously. But he was a part of the Veterans Party, which Rodney Pugh was the chairman of the Veterans Party. So they know each other. His name is uh, Tim Patara. And he, that was the question I posed to him, was, you know, would you intend to do an audit of our existing laws, get rid of all the unconstitutional laws before you before you uh, vote for any other laws that are that are um, posed to our legislature? And he agreed 100 percent that that's what we need to do. Well, I think it's just time that we do that. But meanwhile, you guys got the colleagues now. You got a uh, you got a very attractive woman uh, legislature out there in. In the equivalent part of what would be uh, your uh, House of Representatives state reps, Michelle Fiore. <laughs> yeah, no, she's awesome. I sent a picture of her with a machine gun. I said, <laughs> she is definitely hot. I, I'm not into women, but she's definitely hot, and she has the personality to go with the looks. I'll tell you that she, she, the, we have three legislators here in Nevada who have stood up for. The, this situation with the Bundys and with the ones in Burns. And as a matter of fact, Michelle Fiore, State Assemblyman John Moore, and State Assemblywoman Shelley Shelton all went to Oregon to help the uh, the people who were left in the refuge after Lavoie was shot get out alive. And uh, there are so many people, and I'm one of them, convinced that if it had not been for our three legislators going to Oregon to um, talk, to negotiate through the FBI, those people would not have gotten out alive. So Michelle Fiore is definitely not afraid to put her money where her mouth is, and she's definitely pro Second Amendment. And there's a lot of a lot of good aspects that we have in our in that particular representative. Well, I just wondered if she was still out there fighting the good fight because everything I've seen from from Ms. Fiore has just been absolutely amazing. Uh, and and I she hope is. She, um, she just recently lost her her election. I think she was running for Congress. She lost that election, but she still stayed stayed assemblywoman. So I don't think we've seen the last of Michelle Fiore. All right, great. Well, that's that's <laughs> good news. Uh, if people want to talk to their assembly uh, man or woman, uh, do you have a number that we can call out there in Nevada? I don't, but there is a website. You can go to the Nevada uh, State website for the legislature website. Just Google Nevada State Legislature, and on that website there is an interactive map. Or you can just Google who's my legislature, that legislator in Nevada, and there's an interactive map that pops up that when you mouse over your area, a bubble will pop up that tells you who your assembly district, senator, congressperson, um, school board representative, all your representatives are, and then you click on their name and it gives you their contact information. It's real simple. Okay, yes. Uh, you can go to www.ledge.state.nv.nevada. Right. Dot U.S. And uh, Correct. I've got the uh, phone number here, and I'm going to post that in the uh, in the chat here on Facebook for the Nevada legislature. Awesome. And, uh, Thank you. You can uh, call up and just tell them whom you want to reach, uh, but you need to do it because we need to get through. Now, if you're in Las Vegas, you can call 486-2626, 486 If you're in Las Vegas... That's 486-2626. 
Uh, if you're anyplace else, then you're going to want to call the other number, which is 775. I assume you guys got your number two pencil ready, like I told you at the top of the show. 775-684-6827. But, uh, look, I just uh, I just go through and I'd call them all. I'd get the whole list. I would call them all because the more phone calls they get, the better off you're going to be. And I'm asking everybody to do that here in Texas as well. And when it comes to getting through with our, uh, we want to get constitutional carry passed here. I don't know if you, do you have that out there, uh, Karen? We have open carry here. Um, and we also have the concealed carry permits. But no, we haven't had the, the constitutional carry amendment even, I don't think it's even been presented. Well, yeah. if you have, uh, you have permitless open carry, that's, uh, in my, my mind, that's good enough. Except that we also require a permit for concealed carry. In my mind, if you're carrying, doesn't matter if it's concealed or open, it's constitutional. Well, you would be correct on that, and, <laughs> and I would agree with you. But uh, I'm an open carry kind of guy because I believe that open carrying, uh, number one, it inspires people. I've never had it scare anybody. I've gone to McDonald's, and all the kids are in there clamoring for their Happy Meals. And I'm walking around in there with a, a 1911 on one hip and two mags on the other, and they don't even notice. They don't even care. It means nothing to them. They can take one look at me and say, that guy's more like Santa Claus than he is a bad guy. And so, therefore, having a gun must be okay. Uh, they, they just don't even care. But uh, I go out to inspire adults because I frequently run into, as I did yesterday when I was at the uh, precinct chair meeting uh, with our lieutenant governor, um, you know, one of the guys, every, I, I don't even know the guy's name, but every time I see him, he always comes, hey, Doc, you carrying? <laughs> and I show him, and he gets a big kick out of that because I had my jacket on last night. It's kind of cool. Uh, but I go to inspire these guys because I've had so many of these guys come and come to me and say, well, you know, I wanted to carry, but I wasn't sure, you know, if it'd be a good thing. And then they see me and they say, dead gummit, I wish I'd have brought my gun. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just try to inspire people as much as I can. Karen, if people want to contact you uh, and uh, get involved uh, with your movement, uh, where would they go? They can get a hold of me through our website, LasVegasTeaParty.org. There's also a calendar there, and on, right on the front page we list all of our current events. This Friday, uh, the date will be, the, correct me if I'm wrong, the 10th uh, is when the hearing is. We're going to be meeting in front of the federal courthouse on Las Vegas Boulevard. It's at 333 South Las Vegas Boulevard, the Lloyd D. George Federal Courthouse, at 8 a.m. to um, be there as witnesses for the trial. And uh, we'll be rallying in front of the courthouse before and after the trial. So anybody who wants to come and join us, come down there at 8 a.m. this Friday, 333 South Las Vegas Boulevard. Again, org. My phone number and contact information is right there, readily available for everybody. All the information anybody needs is, is all right there on the front page. LasVegasTeaParty.org this Friday morning at uh, 7 a.m.? 8 a.m. At 8 a.m., get there at 7. It don't hurt. You have a chance to talk to some of your friends. And right. <laughs> share, share a donut or a, uh, I don't know, what do you guys eat for breakfast out there? We have breakfast tacos here in, in uh, Houston. Oh, uh, you know, and I was just through Texas uh, just a couple weeks ago, and I didn't get to stop to have brisket or tacos. I need to come back. Well, Dad, come <laughs> Karen. Next time you're coming through uh, Houston, you need to stop in to see me. We'll do a live in studio. 
That would be awesome. I just might make another trip to Texas. I've been there twice in the last four months. <laughs> if you do, we'll treat you right. I'll take you out and get you a good steak if you like steak or whatever whatever you like. But uh, oh, love. I was in Dallas and I stupid me didn't even realize that I was at in Dealey Plaza. But I did stop in Dallas and and have a steak. I was impressed. <laughs> the first time I went through Dealey Plaza, all of a, as I'm driving up, I didn't even know where I was in Dallas. But as I was driving up. I realized where I was because I've seen it on TV so many times. And I, exactly and I, I the same thing. I had no idea. You said, wow. I was it's looking like at my map before. trying to figure out how to get back on the freeway. And yeah. I saw the, the work Dealey Plaza. And I was like, Dealey Plaza, where do I know that name? Oh, my uh, God. Next <laughs> thing you know, I was in the parking lot right behind the, the fence of the, the grassy knoll. And I, I was like, oh, my God. Never been there before in my life, but like you said, I'd seen it on TV so much, I knew exactly where I was. Yeah, I I remember what it was like for me. Well, next time you make it, that's kind of we call that Yankee Land here in Houston. But uh, next time you make it through <laughs> South Texas, Karen, come on by. Uh, I promise you, the me and the redhead will treat you right. It is a deal. So there you have it, guys. I want you to join Karen uh, down at the courthouse there in Las Vegas this Friday morning. Uh, officially at 8, but, hey, it starts early. Get down there early, and don't go by yourself. Take a couple of your friends. you got a couple of – I mean, I'm hoping as I'm as you're listening to me, I'm hoping you got a couple of friends that will get in the car and go down there with you. Uh, if you don't, then you need to make some friends. But uh, take a couple of friends and go down there because the, the, the things that the Bundys are fighting for – are your issues. They're not doing this for themselves. They're doing this for you. And I'm counting on you guys to be a part of that. And also, it'd be good for you to join the Las Vegas Tea Party. LasVegasTeaParty.com or .org? .org. .org. I put it in there wrong. LasVegasTeaParty.org. Join the Las Vegas Tea Party. I'm a Tea Party member. Um... It was the Tea Party guys that got behind Donald Trump early, by the way, and that's why I ended up in Wisconsin working for Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> join the Las Vegas Tea Party. T stands for taxed enough already. Is there anybody out there that doesn't think we're taxed enough already? I know the answer to that question. Only the liberals. <laughs> Only the liberals, and they're the ones that are avoiding taxes. <laughs> right. <laughs> And Barry just chimed in here saying, you think you know someone. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, anyway, look, guys, that's going to do it for the Doc Green Show today. I want to thank you guys for being a part of the show and uh, ask you to uh, uh, stick around. If you're on Raging Elephants Radio, stick around for the Apostle Claver. If you're on American Voice Radio, uh, well, then just stick around because there's going to be some great stuff. And Karen, don't be a stranger on the Doc Green Show. Save that number, okay? I will. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you again. All right. We'll chat again. Francis, it's all yours, buddy.
political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Monday, December 5th, 2016. Good afternoon, Al. Hi, Melody. Well, it was just another brutal day for gold, although it did have a semi decent recovery. Uh, But again, the story is 
<clears throat> you had the stocks climbed again since the November 8 election and uh, hit new intraday highs and uh, with uh, further gains in oil prices and uh, belief that the economy is strong and getting or will be stronger under the new president-elect Donald Trump. So the Dow has actually topped all the other major indexes since the election. Um, Goldman Sachs today, they rose 2%. I should be saving this until we do the market report in the paper. I think I will. Let's do gold first. You have gold down 720 right now in the New York spot price aftermarket at 1170.90. You have silver down two pennies at 1681. And just to let you know about the recovery in gold, we did show a low of 11.57. So it did have a nice turnaround. And basically, um, we had a high of 11.77. So uh, again, down 7.20 on the day at 11.790. Platinum, though, was higher up six at $939, along with palladium. That was also up four at $748. The USDX today was slightly weaker, down 0.52 at 100.14. Crude oil, even though it was up earlier in the day, it did turn around to 0.65, not much, but still at 51.03. And the paper markets today, as I mentioned, the Dow pretty much has beaten the other major indexes, there's 30 stocks in there, so it's not that difficult. Uh, Goldman Sachs today rose 2%, touched their highest uh, numbers in nine years after HSBC initiated coverage with a buy rating and a $250 price target. Well, yeah, you got Goldman Sachs people everywhere in the White House, so why wouldn't they go up? It was, you know, what I thought. Um, you had the Dow. See, where are my numbers here? I think they were up. Here we go. The Dow was up 45 points, 19,216. The NASDAQ up 53 at 5,308. The S&P up 12 at 2,204. 10-year yield, 2.39%. Uh, Euro did get stronger, 1.08. And uh, didn't matter what the uh, referendum and with... Uh, Mario, or well, not Mario, but uh, with uh, uh, Renzi dropping out, resigning. Supposedly that uh, announcement is supposed to come this evening. Um, European markets were higher, so it's kind of like, well, good riddance to you. <laughs> I don't know what it is. There isn't anything that makes sense anymore. But some of the big uh, tech names today lifted the S&P and helped the NASDAQ uh, both do well today. It's interesting, Amazon, they rose 2.5%. As it said, it's going to open a brick-and-mortar grocery store in Seattle, Seattle, without lines or checkout counters. And, I mean, the world just gets more and more bizarre. But I think this is kind without of like... lines or checkout counters? Both, yeah. And I, it's kind of like similar to, like, if you're on the freeway and they have the easy passes where you can just go through and they clock you and uh, then they bill your credit card and so forth. I think it's kind of the same thing. Um, they launched a shop. Uh, you just go in. It's an 1,800-square-foot retail space located in Seattle, as I have mentioned. 
And you just go in. If you want to pick up a sandwich and you just walk out. Not only will you be charged once you've left the shop, um, courtesy of the Amazon Go app that you'll need to install on your smartphone, you'll also have sacrificed your privacy for a speedy sandwich shopping experience. Well, these kids today, all these people that are, you know, you know, all love tech, they don't care about their privacy. Well, they're um, going to care plenty when the hackers figure out uh, that whatever this go-card is that they're using in the grocery store. Right. The go yeah. It'll also work for taking money out of your bank account and moving it to the hacker's account. I mean, this is, just makes me laugh. This is just, well, it's interesting. It's a, I'm they, sure. they say it's the same types of technology used in self-driving cars, computer vision, uh, sensor fusion, and deep learning, Amazon <laughs> explains. And, and, political sensor, or, and political predictions of who's going to win the election. Yeah. Or just walk same out, technology. Our just walk-out technology automatically detects when products are taken from or returned to the shelves and keeps track of them in a virtual cart. When you're done shopping, you just leave the store. And um, it will keep um, inventory. They'll still have a greeter there, right? No. There'll still be some guy 70 years old? No. That means I I have no chance of getting a job there. No. There's there's no one there. You just go in. Um, You'll you'll find well-known brands. There will be special finds that they're going to introduce to customers. For a quick home-cooked dinner, you can pick up one of their chef-designed Amazon meal kits. They should rename it, but the Amazon meal kits with all the ingredients you need to make a meal for two in about 30 minutes. So, going to have R2-D2 pot roast. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Better than Amazon. But uh, so, yep, so um, Amazon rose 2.5%. And... Um, U.S. services sector activity hit a one-year high in November with a surge in production, boosting hiring. And, of course, this came out on the heels of Friday's employment report that showed, you know, somewhat of strong job gains last month. The ISM service survey uh, covers a range of industries. A um, few of them are retail, healthcare, agriculture, construction, 14 industries, including farming, retail, entertainment, Entertainment and transportation expanded in November. Real estate, rental, leasing sector, along with public administration, they contracted. And the ISM's factory production gauge gauge jumped to 61.7. That's the highest since October of 2015 from 57.7. And, of course, anything above 50 is what they're looking for. So, again... Good news. What's confusing people? I've talked to a lot of clients today. See, the news is good and the reality is not so good. That's the problem. We're having trouble trying to adjust our perception of reality to our perception of the news. There's a little bit of a conflict here. Making a schizophrenic melody. The people are confused and they're concerned because, you know, there are reasons why uh, they purchase gold and silver doesn't seem to make a difference when we all know what that reality is. And and it's difficult to predict dates, but yet, you know, sometimes you do have to predict a date as we see things as they should change. 
and affect the prices of gold and silver. So you cannot become discouraged at these prices. You should take advantage of the lower prices because the reality of it hasn't changed. And again, when we see these markets move in these bizarre fashions, when in reality they shouldn't, again, it tells me just, just how dysfunctional that these markets are and that they're really not markets whatsoever. It's huge funds, huge amounts of money. Special you effect. have governments. You have governments that are coming in and buying these markets. I mean, look at Italy. I mean, I think there's mark I don't know if their markets were down a little bit, but hey, their banking system's still withheld. Europe still showed more positives than negatives, and their banks are about ready to, you know, blow up. You have a 5 billion euro, which is a 5.33 billion rescue plan for the Italian bank, Monte dei Pasci di Siena. So, you know, everyone is expecting that to, to basically go under, and particularly after the Prime Minister Renzi's defeat in his referendum and his pledge to resign. He is, as I mentioned earlier, expected to formally tender his resignation later, this, later today. This world's oldest bank is settled with 46 billion euros of bad loans. They need to raise the money by the end of the month to avoid being wound down. But investors are reluctant to back the cash call after Renzi said he would quit following the voters' rejection. So no one really knows what's going to be going on. Monte Di Pachi rated the weakest lender in European stress tests this summer. Well, it, the significance of Renzi quitting probably means that they're not going to be able to get the $5 billion no. out of the either the European Central Bank or, I don't know, but they, they had a plan here where they, they had planned to try to raise some of the capital from investors, but that was pretty much conditional on Renzi being reelected. Mm -hmm. And keeping, and they said, and some of these investors apparently were, were were willing to take a gamble and say, okay, we'll invest in the bank because Renzi is going to get five billion euros out of European Central Bank or whoever, uh, whoever is the the source of of charity money, whatever in in the, in Europe. But if Renzi's there, he can get the five billion, and the investment in the bank right now, all this in trouble, maybe turn a profit. But if Renzi's not there, they're not going to get the $5 billion from the European Central Bank or some outside or Germany or wherever. It is at least unlikely. And therefore, what's the point to investing your good capital in the bank's bad stock at this point in time? It becomes you know, improbable. And the other thing they've got, they talk about, they could try to get it out of the European Central Bank, for example. Nope. They could try to get. It. They could also try bail-ins from people, exactly. that are customers of the banks, and they say, "Why don't you give us half of whatever you've deposited in our bank, so we can keep the bank running?" What's interesting now? They might now, not be asking for half, but they could be asking for who knows, ten percent, twenty percent. I don't. What's interesting? They're already they're already expecting if, if this private recapitalization plan fails. Mm -hmm. The Italian government is already expected to step in and pump the public money into the bank just to avoid a crisis. 
Now, my question is, why wouldn't you be pulling your money out like today? But I think a lot of these banks in Italy have already had restrictions placed on them to keep people. Yes, to put front to keep people from withdrawing their funds. So to prevent any type of bail runs. But uh, so is this already expected that if the plan fails to recapitalize the bank, hey, they're already expecting the government to pump in public money. So it's, it's not that much of a shocker. There's a guy named Umberto Borghesi, who's a fund manager at Albermarle uh, Asset Management in Italy. And he said, no political formation can shoulder the responsibility of Montepay Bassi failing. Okay, what he's saying is this bank is too big to fail. And he's saying when he says no political formation, he means no newly formed government can allow the bank to fail. Well, that's probably true, but what political formation, that is to say, what new Italian government can shoulder the responsibility of giving 5 billion euros to the... uh, Monte de Pasci de Siena Bank. I mean, okay, is is that bank really too big to fail? Is Italy or the European Central Bank really big enough to cough up five billion dollars to support the uh, the again Monte de Pasci uh, uh, Bank? And how many more billions will re- be required to shore up the other say of seven banks that are believed to also be in great financial stress? If the if European Central Bank really prints well, enough additional euros to support all eight of the troubled Italian banks, will those extra euros contribute to significant inflation? They point out that Unicredit, Italy's biggest banks, they need $13 billion. The bank that's going under right at the moment, the bank du jour, the bank collapse du jour, they need 5 billion euros. But the next one, the next one on the list, needs 13 billion euros. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, there's got to be something like a limit somewhere along the line. Not where a they limit. can't keep pumping more currency without creating more trouble than they've already got. Not as long as you have public money to play with. Well, if but you do, you print this. more, you're going to cause inflation. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, they all want inflation. The European Mm. Central Bank bought a record monthly amount of assets under its quantitative easing program in November. And all they're trying to do is to front load purchases before any market liquidity can dry up during the holiday season. Well, you know, I think that was, you know, they were planning on, you know, front loading these purchases in case of this referendum. You know, with any problems with that. So, you know, they're already pre-planning. The ECB bought a total of 85.4 billion euros, which is 91 uh, billion in, in dollars. Well, but, it does uh, sound like they're getting ready to yeah, but they fail. Bought, yeah, they, they bought a total of 85 billion euros of debt last month, even as the pace of purchases of government now, bonds. Now, let me be sure. Let me see what which, I, let's see if I understand this correctly. They bought 85 billion of, of probably corporate debt, and they're buying corporate bonds, corporate stocks, whatever. They paid 85 billion. You're not saying they paid to produce another 85 billion in euros. You're saying they spent 85 billion in euros to buy corporate bonds, government bonds, corporation stock, whatever. They bought they're debt. buying those debt. Interests. They're buying debt. I guess. And they're paying full price in order to support, or probably, I'm assuming. They're paying full price or pretty close together. to support the illusion that the market is still solid and stable. But odds are, 
if they if the only place you can sell your stock is to your brother-in-law or your sister-in-law, they're the only ones willing to pay full price for it. Odds are your stock is not worth the price that it's that you're asking on the market. Uh, The free market will pay that price fine, but if you have to go to the European Central Bank or to the Federal Reserve to sell your stocks, your bonds, whatever, and get full price, it's good evidence that your stocks and bonds are significantly overpriced. This is a prime example of a central bank going in, buying these assets prior to a deadline that we've seen December 4th when there was, you know, big news on the referendum. So they were pre-setting up the markets to make sure that they didn't fall. And the early morning reports that uh, I was listening to, they were saying, oh, yeah, well, (laughs) look at these markets. Europe's not so bad. Hey, Germany was up 1.6%. You know, they were in there buying these markets just to keep them to make sure that that confidence and, and everyone stays happy and nothing matters anymore. There isn't any reality to anything. None, yes, of, these markets are, none of these markets are real. The only reality is gold and silver. But here's perfect point where it just goes to show what these countries do, what these central banks do, and they've done it here, they've done it there, they've done it elsewhere, and they will do it until that public money is no longer available to them. That means they have taken what they can take from the public. Well, they're going to keep on doing it till they quit doing it. And we're going we're gonna to quit doing it for a moment here while we take a couple of commercials. And Melody and I will be right back on Financial Survival. Please stay tuned. just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. 
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Cedars-Trimont Financial Survival Program is brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver. What's next, Melody? We're going to continue the specials now that gold and silver are back up. And that's one thing about offering a smaller fractional piece in a special. Price doesn't move. Uh, the price on the – you pay a little bit more for a smaller coin, but you need to have some really big swings in the spot price of gold in order for it to affect the performance of a coin. And that's why I like to put little uh, smaller fractional pieces in my packages because it, it, it maintains the overall pricing of the package. So the $1,700 special is still priced at $1,700, and it includes the uh, Type 1 gold dollar. Most of them are dated. I have them here. They have 1851s, 1852s, 1853s, or just some of the dates um, that I have here. They are AU uh, gold dollars. We also have a AU $20 Liberty gold pieces, and we also have an uncirculated piece dollar, brilliant uncirculated, and they are beautiful. And if you want a tube of 20 of them, we can, you know, put that in there for you, too. We'll price it out separately if you're looking for more than just one. But the package does include one brilliant uncirculated piece dollar and, of course, the modern issue American Silver Eagle, a 2016, and that will be included with a uh, uh, special Merry Christmas packaging, uh, and that will be with the Silver Eagle only. And, of course, they're great for stocking stuffers. Christmas is just around the corner, so if you'd like to get a little – not only do you get a great little package – with your gold and, and silver piece dollar, but you also have a little Christmas gift in there included for someone that you care about and would like to show them just what a silver American eagle is all about. And that's how people learn, by sharing and by educating how important our real money is. So $1,700 for the complete package. Uh, this will I'll keep the price the same as long as I can. I do expect prices to continue higher later on in the month. So 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Visit our website, dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com. Make sure you sign up for our weekly newsletter. An article from the Chicago Sun-Times. We've talked a little about these pension problems they're having in Chicago. And again, Chicago Sun-Times headline is Witching Hour Fast Approaching for 10,000 City employee, uh, city Retirees. The Witching Hour is fast approaching for thousands of Chicago's oldest retired city employees, barring an 11th hour legal rescue. On December 31st, Rahm Emanuel will complete a three-year phase-out of the city's retiree health care program including a 55% subsidy. All right. 
Now that's 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 pretty extraordinary. Rahm Emanuel, a Democrat, is going to phase out the city's retiree health care program. Uh, he'll complete it, and this includes a 55 percent subsidy that's going to be that's going to be terminated. The controversial move is aimed at saving Chicago taxpayers. $107 million in annual costs that would have ballooned he, to $307 million. He needs million. it to protect the sanctuary city. But anyway, go ahead. Could be. Um, it says saving. The, the intent, though, is to save Chicago taxpayers. Uh, and I am normally skeptical of any government claim, oh, we're going to save the taxpayers some money. That's what, the that's, what that's what politicians say. Well, they say it all the time, and they're saying it here, but maybe it's even true. Um, again, $107 million in annual costs, it would have ballooned to $307 million by 2018 and $541 million by, by 2023. Uh, that's annual. That in order to support, in order to support these ten the retirement of these ten thousand city uh, city retirees, and we're talking a collection here of I don't know, four hundred million a year, maybe three, say three hundred million a year average over a period of, translate into about seven years. You're talking about, I think you're talking about two billion dollars, can't be done, and it's consistent again my standard little theme: what can't be paid won't be paid. It can't be paid, and that's what we're looking at. This It means that roughly 10,000 city employees who started working for the city before April 1st, 1986, and do not qualify for Medicare, will be on their own to search for coverage that will be difficult or too expensive to find. They'll be forced to choose between exorbitant premiums that in some cases are double their retirement checks or go without health coverage at a time when they need it most because of their age and declining health. Clint Krisloff, a lawyer for the retirees, noted that the city is referring non-Medicare eligible retirees to a Blue Cross Blue Shield program that would have a monthly cost of either $1,300 or $1,500 for single coverage, $2,300 or $2,600 for a couple, and $3,000 to $3,600 for family coverage. I mean... We're getting a couple of, and it also says the mayor's office had no immediate comment on this on this story. These people who are retiring, they're going to find out that all of a sudden they need, on a single basis, thirteen to fifteen hundred dollars to pay for their for their medical insurance. Uh, they won't get that out of the government. They're going to have to find a way of coming up with that on their own. Uh, that's an interesting, you know, that's a significant expense for people that are no longer employed and presumably into retired. Where are they going to find this? Um, for a couple, twenty-three to twenty-six hundred dollars a month, a month for medical care. Uh, this is this is this is crazy. But you can see. This is another one of those examples of what will happen throughout America before we're done with this. I don't know how fast this is going to this is going to happen, but you're going to see more cities facing the same problems. Plenty of them are do, a number of them are doing it right now. They don't have the money to fund their retirement programs. 
And the retirees are going to scream and shout and demand their money and demand that the taxpayers be forced to cough up the money that the politicians promised. And the taxpayers aren't going to be able to do it because they're barely getting by, too. Well, you would think you would have a mass exodus of people in Chicago, considering what we read about the amount of crime uh, that's going on in Chicago. Yes, there's a lot of wealth there and so forth, but we know wealthy people, I mean, the true wealth, they don't pay a lot in taxes. So, you know, you would think that Chicago would be having a little difficult of a time um, with the, but my question is, if they're paying 107 million now in annual costs, and that's going to balloon to 307 by 20 in one year, it's, uh-huh. it's going to go from 107 to 307 million. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big increase for yeah, one year. 200 million dollars in one year, and they're going to 541 by 20. What they say, 2023, which is another. After next year, it would be another six years down the road or whatever. Yeah. But it's going to be rising the whole time. Yeah. So, I mean, those are huge jumps. I understand. Um, and it means for sure the numbers we're looking at right now when they say, oh, it's going to cost you an extra thirteen to $1,500 for one person. Now, I guarantee those numbers are going to continue to rise. There's no way that the cost of the pension health care program is going to go up from 107,000 or 107 uh, million a year total program uh, to 207 or whatever it is, or 307, excuse me, rise by 200 million in a year's time, that something isn't also going to happen to increase, even if the price of health care right now is only $1,200 a month. By the end of 2017, you can expect five thousand dollars. Well, you can expect it to be two thousand or more. Much higher. Much higher. Uh, and it will continue to rise. And the one of the points we're getting to here is health care is no longer affordable for a lot of people. Housing isn't affordable. Health care isn't affordable. Food you know is what, becoming unaffordable. And you know what's interesting is that they have a fifty-five percent subsidy. Yeah, that's they, huge. And you know what? It just goes to show that these cities, these states. They've all mismanaged the people's money. They promised things that they knew darn well could never be paid for. There's the point. It wasn't just mismanagement. No, it was mismanagement. And it's, you know, it's, they promised things that do. They they could never never, produce. But if they had any brains and they looked at it, they'd say, we can't do this. This is crazy. And we're looking at a time. When what? The stock market? Their investments are reaching ultimate peaks. Short-lived, I might add, but still. And they've had, an, you know, since 2008, going from, you know, 6,500 to, to 19,000 and probably the 20 before it reverses itself. So, yeah, I mean, so in a increasing so, no, to me, it is a lot of mismanagement when you see where a lot of those other funds are going to and, and so forth, just like we talked about a week or so ago in another city. You know, the, the, the funds are going to these areas like, why? You know, what is more important? Their little personal agendas into various agencies or, you know, the people who've, you know, 
they've promised these things to. A contract should be a contract, but we understand that it isn't. And it's well, the same with every other pension plan, no matter whether it's a city or a state or a corporation. Those contracts are made to be broken. Well, we here's, there's, there's a number of contracts that are going on at any one time. For example, if I were there, if I were the go, if I were the mayor of Chicago, and I was running some agreement with the Chicago uh, uh, municipal employees, and I said, I promise to give you, you're going to get a five thousand dollar a month pension when you retire in twenty years. Now you don't have to pay for it. We'll get the idiot taxpayers to pay for it. See, and the it's not just the taxpayers should have understood this was nonsense. The Chicago municipal employees, they didn't fall into this just because they're stupid. They also went into it because they were greedy. They were promised something for nothing. You put your time in now, and we'll see that you get paid big 20 years from now, 30 years from now. They were going to get something for nothing. And they said, well, we can screw the taxpayers, and we'll get the money out of the taxpayers. They misplaced their faith in their Oh, trust. they did. And, and that's, that's the other point. We have... We have a trust going on. It's not simply a contract. It's a trust relationship. But the trust relationship between government and employees and government employees is also has to be balanced against the trust relationship that exists between government and people, ordinary people, taxpayers, and new people, kids coming up. What about the trust? We're saying, oh, we've got to maintain our trust to the senior citizens who are going to be beat out of their pensions, and we've got to bust our butt in order to give them money that they never earned. That's That will essentially be the argument from a bunch of – but what about the young kids that are coming up right now? Didn't we have a trust to the, didn't we have a trust promise to them that we would maintain an economy where they could make enough money, where they could buy a home and get married and raise a family? What about our promise to them? And they weren't around. They didn't, they didn't sit back and say, oh, yeah, we promised to pay these old people, you know, when they retire. They didn't promise that. They were too young to even understand what was going on. They trusted the government. They trusted their parents. They trusted the society to keep opportunity open for them, or they could have a life, too. Again, wife, kids, family, home. They had a shot at it. They're not going to get it if they pay off. If they pay off on whatever promises were made to the retirees, it means that we're going to sacrifice a generation or more of young people in this country. They're going to have to live in poverty and either not get married, not have children, or raise their children in poverty. So who gets, whose neck is going to be put on the block? You know it really won't be the politicians that made the promises. Who should have known and had to know? This is nonsense. Can't be sustained. And and you know what? It's really sad because these retirement, these people with their retirement checks, they said in some cases that these insurance premiums will be double their retirement checks. Well, so they're going to have to go without health care. And if you're at a time of retirement, you know, because of your age, you're you know, eventually you're going to have declining health. And um, hey, it's again, it's a good thing Obamacare has the death panels in there, right? You don't have to worry about declining health. The government will take care of it for you. Mm-hmm. You won't need it. <laughs> oh, and it's, just so, it's just so, you know, this and property taxes. I mean, yes, there's a lot of taxes I have problems with, but oh, it's just, and again, this is another situation that's just not happening in Chicago. 
It's happening everywhere. And if it hasn't happened to many people who already have the retirement checks, it's coming to you soon. You will be affected sooner or later. Yeah, that's the point to all of this. I mean, you can see the system is based on irrational promises, which is what debts, well, not all debts are irrational, but what a debt is, is a promise to pay. We have a debt-based monetary system. It's based on promises to pay. We have a debt-based government, right? Promises to pay. They're out there. They run up a $20 trillion. That's the official level of national debt. The real level is probably multiples of that, but at least $20 trillion. It is all a promise to pay, right? And we're reaching a point where we can't keep all the promises. And I don't think we can keep, I don't think we can keep more than 20% of the promises. I think ultimately we're going we're gonna to have to write off 80 to 90% of the promises will be written off. And it won't happen this week or the, this month or whatever, but I think ultimately that's where it's going to go. And those people, and this is a fundamental theme on this program for a couple of years, those people who are saving their wealth, and by that I mean whatever they didn't spend, that they earned based on the sweat and the effort and the labor that they put in, right? that was your wealth. You accumulated that. Well, if you're saving it in the form of a paper debt instrument, you can see from stories like this about the, about the Chicago pension fund, and it'll happen in a bunch of cities besides that, you can see you don't want to get caught in paper. This is one of the reasons why you have to look around, in my opinion, and say, look, I need something tangible. I've got to store my wealth in something tangible, and our recommendation, of course, will be gold and silver. But if you're going to stick with paper, it's nothing but a promise to pay in a world where the promises can't be kept. Melody and I are going to take a break here for a couple of commercials, and we will be right back in just a moment. Please stay tuned to Financial Survival. heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom 
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Hi, folks. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on financial survival. Brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver. Got an article here from Bloomberg. The headline is Gold Standard Approved for Islamic Finance Opening New Markets. Now, this isn't precisely news. I'm sure some of you have heard about this before. And the idea is, is that the Muslims have been discouraged from, by, for, on a religious basis from investing in gold, in, 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 in gold or gold-related investment products. They're changing that now. They've got the, uh, uh, some holy group has decided under Sharia law uh, they've imposed some additional Sharia-compliant rules, but they're saying, okay, now you Muslims can buy some gold. And the argument uh, a lot of people are making is that because we've got, we're essentially opening a new market to Muslims, and the result will be an increased demand for gold and, in theory, an increased price for gold. But there's more to this than just increasing the size of the market. The article says gold is acceptable for the first time as an investment in Islamic finance after the group that sets standards for the industry adopted Sharia-compliant rules for trading the metal. The rules approved uh, November 19th allow gold to be used in the $1.9 trillion Islamic finance business. This is according to the Accounting and Auditing Organization for Islamic Financial Institutions otherwise known as the A-A-O-I-F-I. Now remember that, Melody, because it's going to probably turn up again in the story here. Uh, the A-A-O-I-F-I developed the standards with the help from producer-funded uh, World Gold Council, which has said that the new rules could spur demand for hundreds of tons of gold. Now, this is here. We're not talking about electronically traded funds here could spare the demand for hundreds of tons, tons, not, electro, not electronic ounces, but tons, and it implies they're talking about physical gold. The SPDR Gold Trust, the biggest exchange-traded fund backed by bullion, traded under the stock symbol GLD, will probably qualify. In other words, you could probably buy products uh, under GLD, all right, if you're Islamic. And the standard may open a new demand for central banks. Comex gold futures wouldn't qualify because of a physical backing requirement. 
Uh, what they're saying here is the new rules for the Islamic, that allow Islamic investors to purchase gold, they've got to buy it from, there's got to be physical gold to back the sale. And because COMEX is not backed by physical gold, at least except for just a tiny fraction, less than 1%, if I understand correctly, there's less than one ounce for every hundred. Actually, I think it's several hundred ounces of paper gold that are traded on COMEX. COMEX will not be acceptable. Paper gold will not be acceptable to the Muslims. Now, what this implies is we're going to set up a second, we're going to set up a second market that will... At least the Muslims are going to lay a foundation for this where you're going to be trading physical gold every single time. No paper gold. That's the implication here. Uh, the article continues, Natalie Dimstra, Managing Director of World Gold Council, said we fully expect to announce imminently that GLD does qualify. Physical gold bars and coins may also qualify, she said. We don't know if that's true. It seems like it has It has to be. But the rules require that a bank selling gold has to offer same-day settlement, meaning if I walk into the bank and say I want to buy $100,000 worth of gold, they can't sell it to me on some promise that they'll deliver it in two weeks or two months. If they're going to sell $100,000 worth of gold, they've got to produce $100,000 worth of physical gold today. Not tomorrow, not a month from now, you understand? And it goes on. It's a same-day settlement or has to demonstrate that it can provide the exact gold being sold within one day. All right? The standard also applies to silver. What this implies is that the, these Muslim rules are going to force the creation of a gold market where people trade in physical gold. There will be no electronic traded funds. There won't be any paper gold. That means we're going to see the markets we have at COMEX will get the paper gold price, which today could be, uh, well, it is less than 1,200 an ounce, okay? If, but at the same time, once this Muslim market is, is established that deals only in physical gold, we're going to be again to find out what the price of physical gold is. Not the price of paper gold, which is being traded on comics, but the price of physical gold upon what may be, at least initially, a Muslim-dominated market, and whether it will be Muslim or who knows who's going to dominate this. But if the Muslims can participate and they have to set up a market that actually trades in physical gold, this is going to be a change. This is going to lay the foundation for the possibility that people are going to say, what are you talking about? I can get gold from comics." And it costs me $1,200 an ounce, or I can get it from these people, and it costs me $2,500 an ounce. And they're going to say, yeah, but the gold, gold from Comex is paper gold, and the gold from this new market that they're establishing under Sharia-compliant laws is physical gold, real gold. Huh. I mean, we could see a price spread that will be the implications we could see a price spread that would destroy the paper gold industry. It would show it up for what a fraud it really is, and people would say, hey, I want gold. I don't want paper. I don't want a promise to pay. I don't want a debt instrument. I want a payment. I want a settlement now, today. I'll give you $100,000 for gold. You give me $100,000 worth of physical gold. Huh? Comex can't do it. 
we'll watch and see what happens. So in any case, this strikes me as an important, an important article, an important insight, important, you know, um, potential. And in theory, this is going to be set up sometime in 2017. This will become real in 2017. So maybe good things are headed our way, or at least good things in my opinion. Do you agree with me, Melody? <laughs> well, I think this is interesting, and uh, we'll have to see how it works, and it's possible. The problem is, and it surprises me, but even the GLDs, there's always, and the, it's always, there's always been questions as to the amount of how much gold is well, actually there. They're not audited. They can buy it whenever they need to buy it and so forth. So, again, we never know um, how much gold is actually there. So, in my view, it's still kind of, sort of. No, there's like, still some wiggle room on this. There's still sort of like paper. Trading. Yeah, there's and you a don't own a full ounce. You only basically buy what ten percent or something. I don't. I can't recall off the top of my head. So, so. But the whole fact is that again, this is just another area of interest that, if it's true, can only help the price of gold. Well, you know, even if they had, if they only had to keep ten percent gold on hand for back whatever their sales are, whatever their sales were, whatever. Let's suppose I walked in with $100,000 and I said, I want $100,000 worth of gold and say, well, we're going to have to give you $90,000 in paper gold, but you're still going to get 10% real gold. Now, that's not a deal, but compare it to comics, where the only thing you can get is paper gold. And if you push hard enough, there's only one ounce of gold. The last I heard, it was something like four or 500 ounces of paper gold for every one ounce of physical gold, if I heard, if I recall correctly. But it's at least, I mean, they don't, they're not, they're not backing Comex. It's not backed by 10%. Comex is backed by a fraction of a percent. All right. It would be this again. What do you want? Do you want the gold where you got ten percent gold, or do you want a fraction of a percent gold? What's is, what's better for you? What's smarter for for the investor? And the the answer is even ten percent would be a huge improvement over Comex. So we're seeing something here that you know we'll watch and see how this unfolds. But. This is one of those stories that has great implication, in my opinion. Well, I think also this is something that it would it might take a period of time. You're not going to have everyone rush into the gold market, you know. No, after it won't happen overnight. <laughs> you know, after a particular date. So, um, so again, no, I think it's positive for gold. There's interest. It shows that there's future interest in gold, and of course uh, the the. the the separation of paper versus physical to some degree. So, yeah, no, it's a very positive, and uh, it's interesting to see how this will all play out. Another article here from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And the headline is, Get Used to It. Economists see new normal of slow growth. Americans should get used to a new normal of slow economic growth. The median estimate from economists surveyed at the National Association for Business Economics calls for the American economy to grow 2.2% in 2017, up from a forecast 1.6% this year, and unchanged from the previous survey in September. Uh, you know, they make these estimates, you know, pass out the paper hats and the horns and the rest of that sort of thing. 
will march around. They're predicting 2.2% 2 .2 in 2017. I won't say it can't happen. I won't say it won't happen. But, you know, I am skeptical. All right? They're admitting to maybe 1.6% this year. The improved number is still lackluster by historical standards. U.S. economic growth averaged 3.1% a year from 1948 to 2015. Basically, throughout my lifetime, we've had 3.1% growth a year. Right now, our growth is half of that, and they're hoping to get about two-thirds of that for next year. I'm going to be surprised if they get the two-thirds, but it could happen. Business economists say Americans need to get used to slow growth. 80% of those surveyed believe the potential growth rate of the American economy will remain at 2.5% or lower over the next five years. Why do we have to get used to slow growth? It's probably, I mean, Alan Greenspan has talked about it. He says the growth, is, the growth in our wages, our standard of living is a function of productivity. And productivity requires investments. And Greenspan says the problem is we're siphoning so much money out of tax revenues and whatever and out of our own pockets to support government entitlement programs that we don't have enough savings left to fund improvements in technology that are required to increase our productivity, which is required to increase our prosperity. And what he's saying, these entitlements, which are promises to pay, debts, okay? He's saying the debt is keeping us broke. And these people are saying, oh, you got to get used to that. And I'm sitting back, I'm 71 years old, and I, you know, I mean, who knows? My interests may not be, you know, as the same, certainly aren't the same as young people's interests. But I'm still, but I'm thinking to myself, those young people are going to sit back and say, wait a second. You mean we can't be prosperous in order to make good on all the idiot promises that have been made by irresponsible politicians? We're supposed to accept that? I can't, I can't afford to get married. I can't afford to buy a car. I can't afford to buy a house. I can't afford to raise a family in order to make good on government promises that were stupid to begin with? and were made when I was a child. I couldn't even be responsible. I couldn't even know what those promises were or understand what they were. And now I'm going to be held responsible for them. I don't get a life in order to maintain government promises. I think this is going to be, there are going to be people that are going to sit back and say, to heck with that. And they may use language stronger than heck. All right. Um, I don't think they're going to go along and say, look, I'm sure we want to make, we want to take care of all the promises to the senior citizens. But what about the promises that the senior citizens and this country had to the young people? Just to allow them to earn a living. In order to keep idiot promises to seniors, our young people aren't going to be able to have a life of their own this worth that's, that's anything like what we might have hoped for when, when we were young people. Uh, business economists say, uh, again, I read that, still economists see the risk of recession as remote. All right? 90% expect the current economic expansion to continue at least until 2018. Well, 2018 is only, doesn't say whether they mean the end of 2018, the middle of 2018, or January 1st, 2018, which is just a little over a year from now. 
but they are they they see the risk of recession as remote. I wonder what they're smoking. I won't say we're going to see a recession for sure in this next year, but I'm not going to be surprised. That would that would have talked about it before it would make a certain amount of sense. Um, but 90% expect the current economic expansion. Is that what we're having? We're having an economic expansion. It's going to continue at least until 2018. Uh, the story goes on. There's there's more to it, but the point behind it, I don't think we need to accept this new normal. I don't think young people in this country need to accept living in poverty to make good on government promises that were irrational to begin with. And therefore, I'm sick. I am suspecting that the time is fast approaching when these young people are going to stand up and say, "I'm not paying these bills. We're not paying these bills. We're not going to pay. We're not going to pay off on all this entitlement, all the subsidies, all the welfare. Going to have to be cut. We want to live too." We'll watch and see how that unfolds. It'll be a trend perhaps in the future. Melody and I are out of time for today. We'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Todd, the producer. Thanks for listening. I work all night. I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. There never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too bad. In my dreams, I have a friend. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd fool around and have a ball. The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. 
Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
Good afternoon, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steffen. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Monday, December 5th, 2016, and it is about, oh, it's almost nine minutes after 2 p.m. Pacific time. If that's when it is where you're at, we are, in fact, live. 800-932-1980, 800-932-1980. is the call-in number. That will get you right on the air. But if you don't want to participate in that way, you can participate by going to our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. And once you get there, you'll see uh, everything you need to know about this network is found there, including a chat room. Now, you do have to uh, register for the chat room, which involves sending me an email, telling me what you want your screen name to be. In return, I send you back the screen name with a temporary password, and you're in there. And then you just have to sign in every time. And that's to protect your screen name so other people aren't in there using your name. It's also to make my life easier because uh, when you open up a chat room to just guests just hey anybody who just happens by can go on in there you have no concept of the trouble that creates i didn't either till i did it and then i realized oh geez i got nothing but trouble from this so i don't do that and that's why so it's good for you it's good for me it's good for everybody it allows you to participate in the show so you can go in there and you know, uh, ask questions, make comments. You know, uh, there's only a couple people in there right now, but hey, you can be in there. I'm in there. And uh, hello to the f- couple people in the chat room right now, and hopefully uh, you'll be joined by some other people. And, uh, you know, you don't have to participate, folks. That's the other thing. If you don't want to participate, you want to talk about something else, you've got something going on where you live that you want people to know about, Well, if I see it, sorry, you are participating because I will tell everybody. Because you know what, folks? All this national news, national news, other than, oh, what did Trump say? Oh, what did some Congress liar say? What did some Senate scum say? Oh, what did some black robe pretender dirtbag on the Supreme Court say? All right, that's all national news. But even the dirtbags on the, you know, Supreme Court, while their rulings may have national significance, the cases all happen somewhere locally, local to somebody. Okay, everything happens in somebody's backyard. Now, it may have national interest, national implications, but it still happens in somebody's backyard. And that backyard could be yours. And maybe nobody's reporting on it. I mean, hey, folks, look, just like we have to start becoming aware that we need to protect ourselves. Meaning, yeah, that's right. You need to get a gun, all right? You need to get a bunch of guns because different circumstances, there's better guns than others for different circumstances. Hey, if you're out and about, you know, driving around in your car, going to stores, probably a 50 caliber, uh, you know, is kind of going to be tough to carry around with you, Right? You know, and I don't know, a big cannon, if you're a big guy, maybe you can conceal that. Or you're a woman with a purse, a nice size purse. Maybe you can, uh, you know, get a 45 or a 45 magnum, magnum or something, you know, 44 magnum, something big. 
Or, hey, you know, maybe a 9mm. That seems to be the the choice for a lot of people for concealed carry because they're small enough and they've got nice big magazines. Oh, some people like those. 40 calibers. I don't I don't care for them, but you know, anyway. I don't really like the 9mm either, but one nice thing about it is it's got a nice, you know, it's got 15 rounds in the uh, <laughs> in the magazine. So, you know, the thing about it is I always look at it like, well, okay, I got 15 rounds and another clip, so basically 30 rounds uh to shoot in your direction and uh, you know, as I go get my real gun. Okay? But, you know, downtown or something like that, it'll probably do you a lot better than no gun at all. That's for sure. Folks, we're living in that world. Listen, the, I, I mentioned the black-robed liar, pretender scumbags. Yeah, well, they've ruled that, hey, you know what? The police don't have any obligation to protect any one of you. They're there to protect the public, and the public is the government. So uh, let's not forget who the police are there to protect. It ain't you, folks. So if they're not there to protect you, who is? Huh? Who is? And you might think, oh, that's not true. It is true. The courts have ruled, and the reasoning behind it is pretty simple. You know, I mean, I don't think that it's right that they ruled that way, and I think, uh, you know, police should have some obligation to protect individuals when they see they are in need of protection, but the courts have ruled they don't. I mean, some cops may do it if they decide to, but they're not obligated to do it. It's not their job description. Their job description is to protect the public, and the public is the government. That's why the cops always show up after somebody's been killed. Okay? And a lot of the times it's somebody that they killed. And then what do they do? Well, they investigate and they try to bring the perpetrator to justice. Unless, of course, they're one of the perpetrators. This is supposed to protect order and promote justice and all that. This is public interests, meaning the government has an interest in order. Because if things become disorderly... That's anarchy, and anarchy means no government. Oh, that's bad for the paycheck, see? We can't have that. And it's bad for the power. They like being in control, folks. So what does all this mean? It means the responsibility of protecting you and your family is on you and your family. And that that means, hey, you got 10-year-old kids? You better start teaching them gun safety. See, the people that have their kids uh, go and get their gun and shoot themselves or somebody else are families that the parents have guns, but they're kind of ashamed of it. And they don't want their kids seeing those violent, nasty things, and they're scared of them. So they don't teach them anything. So the kid, hey, what's the first thing a kid does if you try to hide something from him or her? Well, they go find it. What's the first thing a kid does if you tell him, listen, if I ever catch you touching this, you're in big trouble. I mean it, mister, and I'm not kidding. Well, the minute you turn your back, they're at it, man. They're trying to find it. This is the nature of children. Don't you remember being a child? You don't have to have children. You just have to have a memory. We were all children. This is how they act. This is what they are. Listen, adults are supposed to be smarter than children, right? 
So if you're going to have a gun, and you should, you need to teach your children. Listen, this is what this is. This is what this is for. This is how it's used. This is how you do it safely. Now, we're going to make this a chore. You're going to dismantle this. You're going to put it back together again until you can do it blindfolded. Hey, you know what? The minute you make something a chore, kids are a lot less interested in it. But it doesn't matter, okay? Because the thing is, they don't, as a child, they got no cause to be interested in it. Unless they take an interest in it. But the fact is, they need to understand it. It's like the lawnmower. Once you say, hey, yeah, the, you know, don't ever touch that lawnmower. I'm telling you, kid, I mean it. If I catch you touching the lawnmower, you're in big trouble. Kid will be all over that lawnmower. Probably have it in parts on your garage floor. You take the kid and say, hey, you know what this lawnmower is for? This is for you to be cutting the lawn. Now, hey, look here. See this motor? It's dangerous. Yeah. Now, don't stick your hands under here where the spinning blade is or you'll lose an arm. Oh, yeah, don't stand over here either because, uh, you know, if it kicks up a rock, it'll go right through you. Oh, yeah, and you better wear safety glasses and you might want to wear ear protection. And, you, you know, all these things that you want to teach your kid about their new chore of cutting the lawn. Well, you know what? They're not going to be so enamored by that lawnmower anymore. All right? But they will know how to use it. You've got to do the same thing as you would with any tool, because that's what a gun is, a tool. No more, no less, a tool. And yes, like many, many, many tools, the lawnmower, for instance, they can be dangerous if they're not handled properly. Well, they got driver's ed at school. Why? Why? Why not just toss the kid in the car? Hey, off you go. Why licensing? Why testing? Why any of that? Just get, get on in there, Junior. Go. Good luck. See you later. Have fun. No. Cars, if you don't know what you're doing, can be dangerous. Lawnmowers can be dangerous. Guns can be dangerous. Any tool can be dangerous. Heck, a shovel can be dangerous. An axe, well, don't even get me started on axes, man. I've been hit with axes, well, malls a couple of times, and uh, boy, they can be dangerous. That's a whole other story, though. But folks, we are in a, a period of time where the responsibility is yours to protect yourself. Just like the responsibility is yours to prepare for the unfortunate that could happen. Hey, anything could happen. We could have bad winter storms. Now, you folks live up in places like Minnesota, North Dakota, even Illinois, the Northeast, Maine. Upstate New York. You all know that, uh, yes, you can actually have a winter storm that makes leaving your house impossible for a week or, or more sometimes. And even if you can leave, you don't have electricity. They can't deliver fuel oil for your heater. See, anything can happen. You need to prepare. 
And what happens if really bad things happen? You know, the electricity goes out for good. By whatever reason, solar storms could shut that down. Yes, somebody could launch a nuclear weapon a couple hundred miles up in the air, and that would happen. A lot of different things could happen, folks. The responsibility, see, everybody wants to be free, right? My freedom, my freedom, my liberty, my liberty. Well, okay, but with all that comes more responsibility. If you want to be free, then you got to take responsibility for your freedom. You can't say, well, I'm free now. Give me my government check. Give me my government food. Give me my government house. Give me my government health care. Give me my government, 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 whatever. You can't do that. And call yourself, well, I'm, I'm free. You have to take responsibility for yourself and your family. I don't know. I just have to, uh, every once in a while, hammer that home because, you know, I feel very strongly towards it because I know it's the truth. All right? I just know it's the truth. It doesn't seem like rocket science to me, although, you know, people treat it as though it, it is sometimes and it's, oh, well, you know, this is very complicated. No, it really isn't complicated. Look around. See what you got, and realize, okay, just play in your mind, all right, this is all I'll ever have. And if you can say, well, I'm good to go. Yeah, I got everything I'll ever need. This is fine. I feel good. I think I'll hit the hammock. Well, then that's great. Then you're prepared. But if you're not, if you look around and say, holy smokes, I'll be dead in three days. Well, you got a problem. Maybe you ought to start preparing. And if you look around and you go, well, I'm okay, but, you know, I could use a little more of this. I could use a little more of that. I do that all the time. Every time I do this reevaluation, I I never hit the hammock. Okay? I mean, I don't worry about it because I have been preparing. But nobody, I well, okay, I won't say nobody, but very few people anyway are can can look around and say, I am totally prepared. I got no worries, no matter what happens, I got it covered. Oh, okay, well, that's pretty tough to do, seeing as how nobody knows what exactly may happen. It's tough to prepare for things that are unknown, but hey, maybe so. All right, let's see here. Let's get to some things. Speaking of the sun. Here's an article, and and you know why I I, I picked this? Because I just, last week, the end of last week, had a little, oh, comment war on some liberal hack site. And their thing was, oh, uh, you know, the Tennessee wildfires are, are out of control because of climate change. And the Tennessee schools are allowed to teach that you know, man-made climate change is nonsense, because it is. And in Tennessee, apparently, they're allowed to teach that, and they were bemoaning this, you know, and, and just telling everybody that, oh, well, you know, these fires are bad because of climate change, which they have no proof at all of that. They just say it, and then they make an argument, and it's, it, you know, this is what liberal sites are like. 
And when I come across articles like this, and this is just from uh, yesterday, the sun is the primary determinant of Earth weather. (gasps) The sun? The big burning ball in the sky? You know, I've been suspicious of that thing ever since I was a kid. That You know what? That thing may have something to do with the weather and the climate. Yeah. Now, hey, my suspicions turn out they were right. Hmm. And the current lack of solar eruptions explains the consistent cooling over the last several months. Consistent cooling? Well, how come we're not hearing that in in the mainstream media? Well, anyway, the cooling trend is predictable to continue due to the reduced solar activity and may even lead to what scientists call a minor ice age. What? Similar to the one existed from 1645 to 1715. Wow. Yeah, I wonder what uh which one of man's activities is going to be taxed to prevent the new ice age from coming. And I wonder how they're going to explain that to everybody. Uh yeah, well, uh yeah, uh well, uh yeah, uh well, uh we were lying. No, I doubt they'll be that straightforward because well, they're liars. The face of the sun was nearly spotless this month as our star marches towards solar minimum, hitting the lowest activity since 2011. Images captured by NASA's Solar Dynamics Observatory from November 14th to 18th revealed just a handful of barely visible spots on the surface of the sun, which is otherwise as blank as a cue ball. The sun follows a pendulum-like pattern of activity over roughly an 11-year period. And while scientists say this behavior is not unusual, some have warned the current trend could send Earth into a mini-ice age. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, back in the 70s, that was what they were saying. That, oh, man, not we're all going to burn up and die because it's too warm. Oh, no, we're all going to die and freeze because the ice age is coming. Yep. I think even Time Magazine uh, had that on there. Now, uh, oil company openly states they will defy Army Corps order in Standing Rock. Yeah, it's all about law and order until they decide we're not going to obey the law, and then it's okay for us, but you... Okay, balking at an earlier decision by the Army Corps of Engineers, Energy Transfer Partners, the company responsible for constructing the Dakota Access Pipeline, says the denial of an easement necessary to drill under the Missouri River is of no consequence for its plans to complete the project. Really? So what are you saying? You're just going to do it anyway? You don't have an easement? Ah, we don't care. We're doing it. Oh, okay. As stated all along, ETP and SXL are fully committed to ensuring that this vital project is brought to completion and fully expect to complete construction of the pipeline without any additional rerouting in and around Lake Ahi. Nothing this administration has done today changes that in any way. In short, ETP will complete the Dakota Access Pipeline. 
no matter what the federal government says. Earlier on Sunday, celebrations erupted over the Army Corps' announcement, the permitting necessary for the Dakota Access Pipeline to pass beneath the Missouri River's Lake Ahi Reservoir, would not be granted. So how is that going to... Okay, so you're not allowed to go here. How is that exactly going to... How are they going to do this? Anyway, so... um, They're immediately questioned whether ETP CEO uh, Kelsey Warren had contingency plans to ensure completion of the pipeline, considering the lengths ETP has undertaken with the Code Access Pipeline, even justifying abhorrently brutal policing against unarmed protesters. News the project will proceed unhindered hardly came as a shock. In spite of consistently stating at every turn that the permit for the crossing of the Missouri River at Lake Ajo granted in July 2016 comported with all legal requirements, including the use of an environmental assessment rather than an environmental impact statement, the Army Corps now seeks to engage in additional review and analysis of alternative locations for the pipeline. The White House's directive today to the Corps For further delay is just the latest in a series of overt and transparent political actions by an administration which has abandoned the rule of law in favor of currying favor with narrow and extreme political constituency. Hmm. Well, we'll see. I don't know where I come down on on the the whole pipeline thing. Listen, I, uh, I don't want a pipeline going through my backyard. Do you? But on the other hand, I I recognize that, look, pipelines in our civilization are necessary. So what do we do? You know, now, look, if pipelines were as safe as they say they are, that would be great. Now they go, oh, this is a triple wall, blah, 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 blah. Well, okay. Then why have there been like 1,200 leaks in North Dakota already? Now, these are small leaks, and I don't mean small by your standards, like where you dump a quart of oil on the ground. I'm talking, you know, hundreds of gallons. But they consider that small. And by the num- by the amount of, you know, product they move, it is small. But when you have a bunch of them, that adds up to a lot of environmental problems. And I don't understand how a triple wall pipeline can leak, but they do. So, you know, I mean, if they could make them safe, that would be one thing. But they don't go to the trouble, folks, because they don't care. And that's the problem. But anyways, that's for somebody else to discuss who knows more about it than me. And right now we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a bit.
people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. I hear Weezer has a new record coming out. That's true. What do you say you come by the house and play it for the girls? That sounds fine. Uh, do you mind if I bring some friends? Whatever you want. Just don't bring too many dudes. They're coming. You're born into, and I just don't belong. No, I 
stone I'm just a no-class beat-down fool And I will always be that way I might as well enjoy my life And watch the stars This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Monday, December 5th, 2016, about 2.42 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast, 800-932-1980 is the call-in number, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com is the website. You can also type in AVRN, the number one, dot com. You can also do AVRN.tv. That'll get you to the site, too. Everything you need to know about the site is there. Well, everything you need to know about the network is on that site. And we have a chat room. Folks are in there discussing global warming versus the Ice Age in there right now. Anyhow, you can uh, do that. And that band there is Weezer, okay? Uh, Both of them there. Now, you should have known that because, you know, a little uh, intro to the first, the last song there. And uh, those of you that don't know uh, Weezer, never heard of it, you might have. Uh, have any of you out there uh, watched Happy Days? If you have, and you watched all of them, then you have seen Weezer. Because Weezer uh, was the band, you know, Arnold's, the, uh, the drive-in there. Well, one episode they had Weezer playing... At Arnold's, okay, and they had the, you know, they, they had the local, back in the 50s, you know, it was a big deal when a band came to play to drive in and stuff like that. So, you know, they were on TV, so that's the band, Weezer. Anyhow, oh, where was I? Oh, yeah, that's right. We're over the uh, Ice Age because, well, you know, I, I mean, honestly, folks, how far and how long... Until everybody really starts saying, you know what, the mainstream media, the mainstream scientists, anybody involved with government, anybody getting a dime or a favor from government is lying. They're all lying, and they lie all the time, and they lie on purpose, and they lie for a purpose. And the purpose is really simple, folks. To enslave you and kill you. Yeah, you might say, well, that's just that's that's just so reactionary. That's just so radical. That's just so so. Yeah, okay. Well, look around. Forty-five hundred babies they kill every day. Every day. Then go look at a milk carton. 
Where are all these missing children go? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you might want to look into Pizzagate. Maybe you might want to look, uh, get a book, maybe. I keep telling you, hey, read a book. How about the Franklin cover-up? How about that? Maybe that'll explain where all these thousands, tens of thousands of missing, hundreds of thousands of missing children go. Where do they go? They just get transported away? No, they don't. Where is this in the news? Why is this relegated to some, you know, tabloid or or some, you know, offbeat website? How come? Well, how come and how come nobody asks? Anybody who ever starts, you know, investigating ends up dead. Look at the Clintons. And I'm not talking about, you know what? That's the thing about the Clintons. You don't keep you don't have to keep hacking up old stories about Clintons murdering people. How about the DNC? How many people have died at the Democratic National Committee because of these investigations, huh? I count four so far, and there's more. Yeah, they're investigating. They're about to go be interviewed by the FBI, and on their way there, bang, they're shot in the back of the head, and they're dead. What a coincidence. Wow, lucky break for Hillary, huh? Oh, yeah, lucky break, really? You don't think these people put hits on people? You think that's just Al Capone? Really? Folks, we have murderers. Look, what do you think a tyrant is? You think a tyrant's a nice guy? We have tyrants running this government. And they're running your state government, too. And the love of money is what has provoked them to evil. And that's what we're talking about, folks. And for you poor people out there who do not believe in God, you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, I feel sorry for you. I really do. I don't want to see anybody go to hell, and that's where you're headed. You don't have to. You know, you don't have to. But, you know, I don't want to know what you know. Oh, you're stupid then, huh? Okay. I thought you were just ignorant, but now it turns out you're stupid. So you know what? If you don't believe in that and you can't cut, you can't wrap your head around the fact that we have evil forces at work around us, then make, you know, well, you can't even make your peace. Just get ready to die, I guess, because that's that's what's going to happen to you. I mean, that's going to happen to all of us eventually. Like I said, you know, it, it's self-evident. But some people out there think they're too darn smart. You know, I'm just smarter than everybody. And, uh, you know, I don't need any of this. All this wisdom. They, they were primitives. I'm smarter. Oh, okay, well, good. Here we go with another article here. When truth-telling becomes Russian propaganda. Yeah. Fake news is a U.S. government mainstream media specialty. Proliferating managed news misinformation. Agiprop. Truth-telling suppressed on issues mattering the most. Propaganda wars preclude hot ones. Precede, they said. Deception popular fiction, and big lies launched them. 
Intense Russia bashing risks world peace, stability, and security. What's that old saying? The first casualty of war is the truth? Yeah. Washington's imperial war machine is humanity's greatest threat. Is Trump up to taming it? Will he even try once he's in office? Well, you know, we're going to see, obviously. You know, because, and then this one goes on here. Or were his campaign pledges just bluster? World peace and stability depends on which way he goes, along with whether he'll defend waning freedoms or eliminate ones left, making America more of a police state than already. And all this is true. You know, the thing is, we got to give the guy, the guy is not even elected yet. I mean, honestly, I've been watching politics for a long time, and I've never seen anything like this. This is just, I mean, the whole campaign has been just like nothing I've ever seen before. And it was too long. Did I mention that it was too long, way too long, far too long, painfully long, and it's still not over. It's just never going to end. You know, Hillary Shilstein is, is just she's a lunatic and she's so clearly oh well we're not going to pursue you know this is the thing okay Pennsylvania said look you didn't make the deadline and if you're going to do this oh oh so you want to skirt the laws okay so see a candidate any candidate has the right to do it now that she missed her deadline but then it was like oh well we'll just get individuals to do it here you go do this you know most courts Reject lawsuits like that. You know, stalking horse lawsuits where really uh, it isn't you. You're being paid by someone else to follow a lawsuit. Yeah. Anyway, but in this case, I guess it's good to go. But then they said, all right, fine. You know, so you're having individual... Um, you know, you're going to put individuals out here. Well, that's fine. And and they their deadline has not yet come, but uh, we require a million-dollar bond. And Jill Stein says, oh, well, we can't afford a million-dollar bond. Really? You can't afford a million-dollar bond? You just raised $8 million. Oh, I know why. Because Jill Stein plans on keeping most of that money. She said so on her website. Hey, we need $8 million, but I can't guarantee we'll even have a recount, but I can promise you we're really going to try. And, uh, hey, any money left over, we're going to use for, uh, we're going to make elections fair. Yeah, that's what we'll do. That's what we're going to do with all the extra money. So she can't afford $1 million because, well, that'll cut into her money. You know, this should end the Green Party. And the Green Party should be disgusted with themselves and kick Jill Stein out of there. Shill Stein, should I say. Because that's what she is. She is Hillary Clinton's shill. The Democratic Party shill. Oh, it's not just the money. Why, let's look at this. So... Jill Stein says, well, we need to uh, we need to recount Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Okay, so Wisconsin, Trump won by one percentage point. 
In Pennsylvania, he won by 1.2 percentage points. And in Michigan, he won by 0.3. All right, Michigan, I could say, well, mm, I see that. Although, you know, Jill Stein, if Jill Stein is going to do this, it's like, well, yes, you were a candidate, uh, but let's look at your numbers. Oh, you got a whole 1% of the vote. Well, even if we overturned all of Trump's votes and gave them all to Hillary Clinton, you still wouldn't win. So she she has no legitimate standing in court. You know, if I can't go to court and sue to see the President of the United States' true birth certificate because, well, uh... I live here, and his eligibility requirements require him uh, to be a natural-born citizen, so I want to see it. If I can be told by the Supreme Court, you don't have standing, then how does Shill Stein have standing just because she's one of the candidates? But she has no legitimate hope of a recount making her win. Now, if... Hillary Clinton's campaign would have done what Shill Stein did, and God knows they got enough money to do it. That would be a different story. She has legitimate standing. As much as I hate the wench, she would have legitimate standing. But she chose not to do that for political reasons because she went up there and shot her big, fat, stinking, lying mouth off about how, oh, she's horrified that Donald Trump wouldn't accept rigged election results. Horrified. He's talking down to our democracy. Yeah, that's where she threw on the black welfare mama, uh, you know, dog. So, here's Shill Stein. Well, uh, okay. So, Michigan. Let's just look good, Michigan, because Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, look, 1.2 and 1% Ain't going to happen. That's a lot of people, and a recount ain't going to do it. Michigan, 0.3, okay, all right. Let's say I say, well, yeah, maybe that ought to be recounted. Okay. Then how come Shill Stein's not uh, doing a recount in New Hampshire? That's where Hillary Clinton won by 0.4. Okay. How come she's not calling for a recount there? Because, see, Shill Stein keeps saying that, Oh, it's all about the integrity of the vote. It's all about the integrity of our democracy. Really? Then how come you're not filing for a recount in New Hampshire? Or how about Minnesota, where Hillary Clinton won by 1.5%. Now, that's not so far removed from 1.2%. Pennsylvania has a lot more people. So 1.2 actually adds up to a lot more people than does 1.5 1.5 in Minnesota. So, how come no recount by Shill Stein in Minnesota, too? Because Shill Stein is a liar, okay? Shill Stein is a liar and a fraud who is a stalking horse for Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party. I wonder what she was promised. Anyway. Uh, let's see. 
A previous article discussed House passage of the Draconian U.S. Intelligence Authorization Act, calling it a huge leap backwards. Senate passage and Obama signing it into law virtually certain. It aims to counter non-existent measures by Russia to exert covert influence, including exposing falsehoods, agents of influence, corruption, human rights abuses, terrorism, assassinations carried out by the security services or political elites of the uh, Russian Federation or their proxies. Huh. It calls truth-telling by writers like myself and many others fake news. It threatens speech, independent media, especially online, and academic freedoms, the hallmark of a racist, uh, a fascist dictatorship wanting information and views contrary to official ones suppressed. Well, I got news for you. It, it doesn't just, it's not just a hallmark of a fascist dictatorship, okay? It is also the hallmark of communism. I don't know why these writers all want... I think it's because they really have communistic leanings. And everything's fascism, 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 fascism. Well, you know what? It's communism. Just because... And and I know why. Because they go, well, Donald Trump's a nationalist. And that means fascism. Well, they're wrong. Okay? Fascism means corporatism. All right? And both the Republican and the Democratic Party are into that. They all take money from the corporations. They all do the bidding of the corporations. Okay? So, they're all fascists. But yet, they're communists in their social engineering. Fascism and communism have never been opposing forces. They've always been opposite sides of the same coin. Much like, and uh-oh, here's where people get upset with me, much like Islam and Talmudic Judaism. That's right. Both from Abraham, you might call them brothers. Oh, two sides of the same coin. The coin is Abraham. We got ourselves a family feud here. Same thing with fascism and communism. Same sides of the... Different sides of the same coin. And the coin is tyranny. That's what it really comes down to. Tyranny. Whether you call... Whether you want the corporations to be separate, only regulated and run, you know, through regulations by the government, or wholly owned by the state. Hmm. Anyway, gotta go... Be back again tonight for two hours. A Constitutional Crusader coming up next. And as always, thanks for listening.
The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. You've just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called, and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
And welcome to the Constitutional Crusaders show on the American Voice Radio Network. I'm your host, M. Roy Ben Shadler, constitutional counselor and still all-around pain in the rear end to bureaucrats and petty thugs all over. Today is Monday, December 5th, 2016. It is the 3 o'clock hour out here on the left coast. If you're listening some other time zone, obviously you're going to have to adjust your clocks accordingly. This is a live call-in show. Calling in is not necessary. Thinking, however, is we, of course, still give that exemption to members of Media Matters, the Southern Poverty Law Center, as well as those government agents that are paid to listen to this show. Because, after all, if we was to require them to think, well, that would create a hostile work environment, and we don't want to be responsible for that. So, if you'd like to call in, the number is real simple, 1-800-932-1980. And um, I've been now using this QTOX program for instant messages, and I've got a few of you that have uh, either called me or emailed me to get the 76-digit ID string to find me on it. Oh, God, uh, it's, it's, it, it's, it seems that's the only way I can do it, either uh, find a way to transfer this 76-digit uh, string to you or a um, QR um, box, you know, one of those box things that smart cameras and and such can recognize that evidently contains that 76-character string within it somehow. Um, Either one or the other uh, get to you. This seems to be the only way to um, uh, connect with people. So my number is real simple. For at least the next um, few months, I have dropped my subscription to the phone service of Skype, but for at least the next few months, 971-270-2033 and, um, or, or email address the.malord.roy at gmail.com, and uh, I can send you that 76-character string. Ugh, what a pain in the butt. Okay. As is our want, we like to open this show with the wisdom of the ages, otherwise known as the dead white guy quote. In the beginning, a patriot is a scarce man. He's hated and feared. But in time, when his cause succeeds, the timid join him, because then it costs nothing to be a patriot. End quote. Of course, that's a very well-known, at least to long-term listeners of this show, a very well-known quote of Mark Twain. And considering how things are, well, a changing at this time, it was rather appropriate for that. Okay, we have 23 pages in our show newsletter. Your calls... Instant messages through QTOX, smoke signals, or whatever else happens to come across the transom, and we will get to as much of it as possible right after this little disclaimer. 
Warning, this show may be hazardous to your paradigms if you are a whiny, crying, liberal, pinko, commie bedwetter, an inept, overpaid bureaucrat, or are still mad over Reagan's tax cut. Should you fit into any one of the above categories, immediately have your friends tie you down for some truth therapy. Continue this therapy until you can dismiss your delusions and can deal with reality. If you cannot handle 100% pure, unadulterated truth, this radio show will not be held responsible for your predictable discomfort. And welcome back to the show. I just remember there was one other way that I wanted to let you know that if you'd like that 76-digit ID screen or ID um, identifier, I guess it's supposed to be my identifier for QTalk's instant message uh, program, you could send a text and ask for it uh, in the text to 541-248-9307. Now, do not expect to get an answer during the show, okay? I'm not going to be trying to zap that to people during the show, but you send a text, and when I get around to it, like after the show, I can send that off. And uh, mind you, I'm only turning on... Oh, so... Uh, once we get that established, well, then it it will be a little while to make sure that you're in there. Okay. Remember, my friends, my job is very simple. It is to comfort the disturbed and to disturb the comfortable. It's just that simple. Now, the problem is, is that this has caused a tremendous amount of consternation amongst those people in <clears throat> authority. I will remind you of the one-word definition of authority in the law dictionary, and that's permission. Uh, so, hmm, they say they are in authority. How are they in authority? Only by permission, my friends. Well, nevertheless, because this show has been such a pain in their side, uh, posterior, what have you, they, it has forced me to do a monthly disclaimer. And since this is the first of the month, I'm doing my monthly disclaimer. And this monthly disclaimer applies to everything that I have ever said from the beginning of time until such time as I tell you otherwise. And I have to do this because during the fake sham trial in the civil-only court that they did a criminal action in, right there, that's the criminal action in itself, is that they ran a criminal trial in a civil-only court, they said I could not use the excuse that this is a political talk show so because I never said it in so many words in the air, over the air. So here I go. Your host 
M. Roy Ben Shadler is in no way threatening any kind of physical, mental, or emotional harm, i.e. a thought crime, to any politician or bureau rat. And if you as a politician or bureau rat feel that I have been, then that feeling is based purely on the limited functioning of your own depraved and shoe-sized IQ mind. And if you feel threatened by the likes of a harmless political commentator like me, then you really need to get out of the leech business and do something productive, like mowing lawns, or painting over graffiti, or offering yourself as a live target to DHS so they can become less queasy over shooting Americans. Now, for those of you who say that what I just said is an example of thought crime in and of itself, no, it's not. It's political speech and satire. Unfortunately, due to the totalitarian nature of the Orwellian world we now live in with doublespeak, ingsoc, doublethink, and things like Homeland Security, which is taken right from the Nazi Germany Homeland Department, the satire I do is becoming not because of anything I am saying or doing, but by the actions of a more aggressive and totalitarian ministry of love. Yes, the sarcasm is heavy in that that locks up people like your host because of perceived threats. The very thing I started out as satire years ago is now the new thought crime. Welcome, my friends, to the new reality. Big Brother's here. Cult of Personality is here. Ingsoc is here. Prism is here. Metadata is here. NSA's X-Key score is here. Is it any wonder I close the show each week the way I do? Now, if any of this has been confusing or the terms unfamiliar to you or the meaning behind what I'm saying feels obscure, then at the very least, read the Wikipedia page on 1984 while you still can, or better yet, read the book itself until these terms and their meanings become familiar to you. I give you a warning, however. Becoming familiar with them will, if you truly deeply understand these terms and concepts, will prevent the last sentence of that book from happening to you like it has happened to far too many of our fellow men. Okay, speaking of NSA key score, our first Monday story this first Monday of the month is on the NSA. And what is the NSA? Well, it's a tax and economics espionage agency, my friends. See, anyone who thinks that the NSA is about terrorism is pathetically naive. The NSA is a top-notch tax and economic espionage. In other words, in other words TEE, you know, it's a TEE organization with terrorism so low on the agenda, it's laughable. You do not collect every phone call worldwide of billions of people to sort out even a hundred terrorists. They store all that data and can input your name and wham, up pops everything. Now, I'm just waiting, my friends, for some really smart attorney in a divorce case to subpoena such a file to prove someone has been cheating to get a pile of money for their client. Now, in theory, the existence of such files should be open to everyone, just like the Nixon tapes. 
They must have, after all, copies of all the emails Hillary erased to hide her dealings with foreign governments to get money for the pretend Clinton charity. They all exist. Why hasn't someone not demanded that the NSA turn them over? Well, it would open the floodgate on everything else. The NSA didn't build that immense storage facility in Utah for nothing. They erase nothing. They retain everything. They remember their childhood songs of how Santa Claus knows everything and said, gee, we can do that. So why is Congress or even Trump not demanding the NSA turn over all their emails? Guess they to do they don't want the public to admit Snowden was correct, maybe? Hmm? Hmm? Just a thought, my friends. The NSA is strategically aligned intelligence agency that has brought the thought and concept of nineteen eighty four to life. The NSA has been deeply engaged in economic and industrial espionage, combating terrorism, global money laundering, corruptions, and the fight against proliferation. And they're all excuses just to justify tracking every dollar. They may as well put a GPS chip into the currency. Terrorism is just a fig leaf for what they have been building. If they were interested in just terrorism, there would be no need to store every phone call, email, text, and written letter they can get their hands on. New revelations claim that the NSA was spying on the French military industry, what they were producing, and to whom they were selling. And due to restrictive granting of export permits imposed by Germany, the German armaments industry is blocked. The French defense industry can count on the support of their government to ship to foreign lands. And this is what distinguishes the French key industries from their German competitors. This has made the French military industry an interesting target to the NSA. This we can understand. But going beyond that opens Pandora's box. Uh Uh-huh. See, the key to understanding the NSA's mission profile for economic and industrial estimates espionage began when the dividing line for national security expanded following 9-11. This has become a paradigm shift where everything from money flows, transport, energy, telecommunications, critical infrastructure, and the IT sector has been designed to track and control eventually everything. The gathering of information is only one part of a much broader intelligence operation. They are operating in secret. Not even Congress knows what they are really doing with the data. Snowden reported that staff created programs to collect nude photos that girls sent to their boyfriends, which certainly had nothing to do with national security. This is especially true when it comes to long-term strategic economic goals. The French newspaper, Liberation, recently reported that around 100 major French companies, including almost all the members of the Paris Stock Exchange, the CAC40 index, will be affected by NSA spying activities. The NSA is probably tracking all German companies since they would be even more critical given the German export economic model. 
The economic ties between German politics and economics contain politically interesting export markets, oh, such as Russia or China. And that represents an extremely valuable info regarding even the embargo against Russia. However, there is a significant difference between the French and German key industries. You want to know what it is? Of course you do. German DAX companies were listed often on the U.S. stock market, whereas a French company was not. After the investigations into the course of compliance bribery scandal against Siemens unfolded, rethinking began within the German industry with respect to U.S. listings, and DAX companies such as Daimler, the German Telecom, and even before the alliance, BASF, Bayer, Infineon, and Eon have retired for good reasons from the U.S. market. And Siemens followed in early 2014. And unbeknownst to most people, the Patriot Act of 2001 imposed administrative requirements. The SEC obtained new compliance powers for any company traded on the U.S. stock exchange. What was the result? Well, it resulted in many foreign companies delisting from the USA in a mass exodus. And listing on the U.S. exchange opened the door for the NSA and other security authorities, such as the FBI, to engage in investigations that control beyond the U.S. borders, expanding even the FBI outside the USA, all in the name of <clears throat> terrorism. This has led to the mass exit of foreign companies from U.S. listings. Foreign banks expose themselves to U.S. law, even if their home offices merely having an office in the USA. The U.S. authorities went after and destroyed the Swiss banks by imposing all sorts of charges. This is why UBS suddenly donated to Hillary's charity in return for her intervening on their behalf. This is outright criminal bribery, but Hillary seems to think she walks on water. As an example of a ZDF post on May 17, 2000, shows that the NSA spied on German companies for the benefit of American companies, and the post was, quote, the most spectacular cases, probably the case of VW, where the NSA from this station has intercepted video conferencing from VW with the later manager, Lopez, while then the results of the United States General Motors, and then leaked to the German subsidiary, Opel. Yep. The U.S. intelligence is abusing their power for private purposes. One must wonder what the U.S. companies gave in return for such assistance. And this, my friends, is just the tip of the iceberg. Systematically, the NSA has been spying on foreign banks looking for Americans at least since the mid-90s. This includes Switzerland, Liechtenstein, and Luxembourg. This transformed into claiming that they were concerned about financing terrorism, which would not take billions of dollars. And in addition, the IT used by the banks has been ineffective at blocking access by the NSA.
The NSA has developed a massive means to follow the cash flows, as supported by the documents of Edward Snowden. The involvement of the NSA in tracking all capital flows is documented in the global monitoring of payments, including all banks. The documents showed that the Belgium-based SWIFT organization was an NSA intelligence target. SWIFT standardizes the remittances of the world for more than 10,000 banks and is considered a bottleneck for international payments. Tap into that. You have everything. Yep. So what's the, what's the end game here, my friends? Well, I'll tell you what it is. This activity has contributed to the deflationary world we live in as capital flows have reduced because of crazy regulation and FACTA, remember I've told you about FACTA in the past, my friends, has prevented America from operating overseas and only prior multinationals are exempt. No American citizen can possibly expand into the world economy for foreign banks will not accept Americans, be it in Asia or Europe. This, my friends, is the hunt for money to document every account and movement of money. This is reducing global capital flows and threatens to unwind everything that was built since World War II. Foreign companies have been delisted in the U.S. because of crazy regulation hidden inside the Patriot Act. And then add to that the FACTA, and one must wonder how much longer the world economy can stand before it topples over. Hmm? One can only wonder, my friends. There you go. Okay. Have you heard? I'm sure you've heard something about what's been happening in North Dakota at Standing Rock. But did you hear what preceded that huge little uh, brouhaha out there? Yeah. North Dakota became the first United States to legalize the use of armed drones by police. Yep. Now armed drones can be used by police in North Dakota after law, local lawmakers legalize their use, but while they will be list, limited to, quote-unquote, less than lethal weapons, tear gas, tasers, rubber bullets, and pepper spray could all be used, in theory, by the remote-controlled flying machines. And in a classic case of unintended consequences, the original sponsor, Republican State Representative Rick Beckler said he was unhappy with the way the legislation turned out. His original intention was to prevent law enforcement officials from using the unmanned aerial vehicles from conducting surveillance on private property without a warrant, stating, quote, in my opinion, there should be a nice red line. Drones should not be weaponized, he said. The original draft of House Bill 1328 said, quote, a state agency may not authorize the use of, including granting a permit to use, an unmanned aircraft armed with any lethal or non-lethal weapons, including firearms, pepper spray, beanbag guns, mace, and sound-based weapons, end quote. However... The state police union amended the bill, limiting the ban to only lethal weapons, meaning that sound cannons or rubber bullets could be used on police drones. There you go, my friends. Now, 
This is just page one that I just shared with you of a two-page article. I'm including the URL for page two right here in the show newsletter. It only gets worse, my friends. I just gave you the hint of things to come because this is what they're getting ready to do to us. Now imagine, my friends, is there any possibility now for anyone to hold even a peaceful rally if they can fly in the overhead drones and just tase you or sound cannon you out of the area. Yeah. You're listening to the Constitutional Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. 
Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Constitutional Crusaders show on the American Voice Radio Network. I am your host, Amroy Ben Shadler, constitutional counselor, and still all around pain in the rear and to bureaucrats and petty thugs all over. Hey, really quickly, I'm going to see how quickly I can make this. Uh, I'll, I'll write it up so I can make it even faster. The easiest ways to get the 76 the 76 character ID code for the QTOX instant messenger is a call. 971-270-2033 at reasonable hours. I've given those reasonable hours for the left coast here many, many times. Obviously not during this show. Two, email the dot milord, M-I-L-O-R-D dot Roy at gmail.com or three, send a text to 541-248-9307. There, three fastest and easiest ways to get that 76 string character um, string for ID for the QTOX instant messenger program. Okay, I forgot to say it as I was closing out the last air half hour, but that was the end of the first Monday story. So the first Monday I set aside these interesting stories which have a bearing on the concept of the principle of 1984 coming to life before our very eyes and present them to you on the first Monday of the show. And, um, well, that was it. Those two stories right there. Now, what you probably have not been hearing about that struggle in North Dakota over the pipeline protests is how reservation ranchers are struggling to keep their buffalo alive. Mm-hmm. The anti-pipeline protesters descending by the hundreds on rural North Dakota in support of Standing Rock Sioux aren't necessarily standing with Beverly Fisher or her dead buffalo. An enrolled tribal member, Ms. Fisher and her husband Ernie, are convinced that at least 13 of their bison have been butchered, barbecued, and eaten by some of the hundreds of activists trespassing through the livestock pastures of Cannonball Ranch since the protest erupted in August. See, I've been telling you, my friends, these protesters are not protesting on reservation land. They are protesting on private land. Uh, in one day, the Fishers had three buffalo drop dead after hundreds of protesters on Highway uh, 1806 panicked the herd in a clash with Morton County law enforcement. Quote, they're honking their horns, then the police are there, and the protesters are yelling and screaming and chanting, and the buffalo are across the ditch in the pasture and are just running because they don't know what to do, said Miss Fisher. 
They're just running in big circles throughout the pasture, she said. And then concluded, by the end of the day, three were gone. The fisher's plight echoes those of local farmers, ranchers, and others who struggle to maintain their livelihoods has long gone largely unnoticed as protesters upend the rural communities along North Dakota's southern border. The fishers who live on the Standing Rock Reservation in Selfridge, North Dakota, also illustrate the growing unease within the tribe over the activists who have increasingly shrugged off the chairman's call for peaceful and prayerful opposition to the project. Quote, there are a lot of people being vocal now that don't want these protesters around, Ms. Fisher said. The North Dakota Stockman's Association has offered rewards for information on the rash of livestock depredations during the past two months, including butchered and burned cows and bisons, horses, and cows shot and killed, and at least 30 missing cattle. The perpetrators have not been caught, and a number of activists have decried the livestock deaths, with as many as 2,500 people living in different camps with different philosophies, however. The locals are convinced that some of the more belligerent protesters are responsible. Well, duh, of course. Quote, these have been cruel and senseless acts against animals and their owners, Association Chief Brand Inspector Stan Mysick said in an October 28th statement, concluding, we are committed to finding out who is responsible and bringing forth justice for the victims, end quote. Lots of luck with that, my friends. I wish them luck, but I don't see it happening. For ranchers like the fishers, catching those responsible for harming their livestock is almost impossible. They live about 43 miles from the Cannonball Ranch, where their herd of more than 600 bison graze over a vast expanse of 8,708 leased acres. Quote, some days we would get three phone calls a day. You better get up here. Your buffalo are being chased. They keep riding up from the south out of the ranch into the pastures where the buffalo are supposed to graze. So animals are being stressed from being chased, Miss Fisher said. Even those activists who supposedly mean no harm are causing stress for the bison, not to mention the fishers. Quote, You've got people trying to walk up to them in their pastures because these people are so peaceful and pacifistic, and they think the buffalo aren't going to charge them. We're just damn lucky no one's been killed yet. For whatever reason, the protesters have also made it their mission to help the buffalo escape by cutting the pasture fences. Quote, they just walk out there a mile or two where the buffalo are, cut fences, let our buffalo out. And then we start seeing within the last month and a half reports of bison getting butchered. We have reports of them catching bison. There's video of them chasing for them and butchering them, Miss Fisher, Fisher added. In the spring, the Fishers had 635 buffalo. There's no telling how many are left once the roundup begins. Already a herd of 30, mainly calves and older animals, is missing. That herd's in the wind. We don't know where it went, said Miss Fisher. There's also evidence the protesters are moving from the pastures on the east side of Highway 1806 to the west side, leaving cut fences and campsites in their wake. Quote, we found tents where the buffalo were supposed to be, where these people were camping, cut fences, trash, debris, and no sign of the buffalo, Miss Fisher added. The Fishers, both age 52, said they found themselves in tense situation with the mostly young protesters, saying, one day I was fixing the fence and I looked behind me and they're cutting the fence just as fast as I'm fixing it along the highway. 
I said, hey, guys, what's the deal? And pretty soon there's 75 people on the other side of the fence, and they're yelling at you that you're a greedy oil person. You stole their land, and everyone's screaming at you. Well, Mr. Fisher said he's been forced to call the Morton County Sheriff's Department on occasion in order to uh, enter the pasture, saying, you got five to 600 people out there, we want to get into the pasture, and they just line it four or five thick across the whole pasture. The minute they see the cops, then they'll move. They're doing all this protesting, but 20 of them will be sitting there praying, and 500 will be raising hell, end quote. Well, their business has taken a significant hit. Last year, the Fishers had the most successful buffalo sale in the nation, but neither of them expects to repeat that success in light of the protests. Economically, we've taken a massive blow, said Mrs. Fisher. I feel that we're not going to be going to get the buyers. There's probably no way they can get to the ranch with all the state roadblocks, and the calves are lighter this year. She anticipates that most of the bison cows that have not bred will have lost their calves saying, quote, with all this stress going on, I wouldn't be surprised to see easily 75% of them are going to be open because when a buffalo cow gets stressed, she will absorb her calves. You know what that means? That means no calf crop for me next year. They're open. They're no longer bred. And that's a horrible thing. The BO administration announced that it would delay a decision. Well, now the new news is that they've actually come through with the decision, um, and they're going to have to reroute again, my friends. I mean, remember, 300-plus meetings with everyone agreeing to this, and all these outside agitators, which are not part of the Sioux tribe are coming in and making these claims after this pipeline has already crossed five or six waterways without a protest at all, and it gets somewhere near this tribe, and now all of a sudden there's these protests. Hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, Ms. Fisher says, I am Standing Rock. I make my home here on the reservation, and I have to live with the fallout of all the dirty deeds these people have done to me. There you go, my friends. Things you're not hearing from the lamestream media, and especially um, uh, uh, social media. They're definitely not telling you about these things. Oh, my, this is interesting. I'm looking out my window. We're getting a delivery, or one of our neighbors is getting a delivery of of uh, furniture, and I swear to you, my friends, the sofa in the back looks like that that silly meme on Facebook um, of a redneck sofa where the redneck took a, about 20 rolls of duct tape and duct taped everything up because it was falling apart. It looks like a duct tape sofa. <laughs> oh, God, it's so ugly. I, I, I'm kidding you not. Oh, boy. Some of the things I see out my window while I'm doing the show. <clears throat> okay. Uh, okay, back to serious business here. Levi Strauss, CEO, says, please don't bring legal guns into our stores. Yep. Chip Berg 
president and CEO of iconic blue jean maker Levi Strauss on Wednesday penned an open letter asking people not to bring firearms into their locations. Berg advised that there had recently been an inadvertent discharge of a firearm in a store, injuring the customer who was carrying the gun, but then went on to paint a darker picture of the world. Noting that the company has stores in Paris, Nice, Orlando, and its European headquarters in Brussels, all scenes of terror attacks in the past several months, and acknowledged saying, quote, the heartfelt and strongly held opinions on both sides of the gun debate, well, Berg asked that for <clears throat> safety reasons, quote, we respectfully ask people not to bring firearms into our stores, <coughs> offices, or facilities, even in states where it's permitted by law. Of course, authorized members of law enforcement are an exemption, end quote. He stressed the policy was a request and not a mandate that would be actively enforced, instead just asking that responsible gun owners respect his feelings. Yeah. Quote, it boils down to this. You shouldn't have to be concerned about your safety while shopping for clothes or trying on a pair of jeans, wrote Berg. Fortune magazine in their coverage of Berg's letter, noted the 59-year-old vegan and former army captain is not a gun owner and that he consulted with Starbucks, who made a similar toothless request in 2013 when crafting his message. Gun control active, active advocates, there we go, welcome the news from the 163-year-old blue jean makers saying, quote, Levi's invented the blue jeans, and today they are not only reinventing what it means to wear jeans, but also what it means to keep customers and employees safe in their stores, offices, and facilities, said Shannon Watts, founders of Moms Demand Action, in an email sent to guns.com. This is common sense. No one should have to worry about their safety when shopping for jeans, end quote. My friends, I just got to bring something up here, and I just can't help myself. There's a reason why <clears throat> um, now I can say with a supreme authority, a reason why men who wear <clears throat> Levi's jeans are obviously, shall we say, <clears throat> small enough to fit into those jeans, and that's the reason why I wear a kilt. And I can tell you from first-hand authority, having talked to the inventor, owner, and operator of Utilikilts, having worked with him for two days down at the Eugene Comic Con a couple weeks ago, that he welcomes people who are carrying responsibly to come into their stores and be fitted properly for a kilt. In fact, I even helped a few people who said, um, I'm carrying right now. Um, I'd like to be fitted, but I'm carrying. I said, not a problem. And I took care of them in a discreet and respectful manner, my friends, making sure they were fitted properly. Because after all, uh, a man who wears a kilt is a man who is armed. And that's the way they left, wearing a new kilt and still respectfully armed in a concealed fashion. So, yeah. But I digress. From the Facebook page, uh, 
of a lesser-known talk show host in regards to this letter. This lesser-known talk show host wrote, Levi Strauss doesn't respect your civil rights. And he goes on and says, I've been buying jeans from Levi Strauss since I was 15 years old. Well, that explains his lack of uh, male fortitude. What can I say? And he says, I won't be buying them any longer. It seems the CEO of the company has taken a stance against the civil rights of his customers. Chris Berg doesn't just ask his customers obey the law on guns. He's telling customers they're not welcome if they legally and lawfully exercise their constitutional rights. And then in parentheses, he puts, with the appropriate permits where required, end parentheses. And then he concludes, as far as I'm concerned, telling me that my exercise of civil rights makes me unwelcome in Levi Strauss stores is no different than telling customers they're not welcome because of their race, religion, national origin, physical disability, or sexuality. Well, I responded to this lesser known talk show host on his Facebook page and says, laugh out loud. You're showing your status side again. Tell us something. Is it a right or a privilege to be armed for defense of self and others? If you said right, then let me break it down further. Is it an unalienable right? Notice how I broke the word down into its parts. A right that is not able to be leaned. Do you even know what a lean is? Somehow, by your wording, I've carefully listened to you for many years, tells me that some liens are acceptable to you. Why do I say this? Because you keep calling the right to keep and bear arms a civil right, which is, okay, hang on, I went too far, which means it's able to be leaned by the state, which is why you are such a statist. You like the state to tell you if you can or cannot, which is why you bow down and lick the chains that bind you and carry the permission, which since it is permission can be revoked at any time in the form of permits and licenses. So go ahead, keep fooling yourself. You've shown over the years you don't have a clue what is a right and what is a privilege, i.e. a civil right. So continue to play the fool. And I tagged in that wonderful quote from Voltaire where he said, quote, it is difficult to free fools from the chains they revere, end quote. Yeah. Yes, my friends, this is what we have living in our world right now. And this guy claims to be a voice for conservatism across the country. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Oh, my friends, this is an article that is now just a little over a year old, but I didn't know about it until very recently. But even though it's over a year old, it's still wonderful, and, I'll, and you'll find out exactly why it's so wonderful as we get into it, because this article gives even more 
proof that fossil fuels actually promote healthy and longer lives for mankind. Aaron Powell wrote this or published this a little over a year ago, saying, I never thought I would encounter a book called The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels. After all, in this day and age, it is the politically correct and fashionable trend for activists, media, politicians, or even the Pope to call upon each and every one of us to break our addiction to oil. For as long as I can remember, my science classes from grade school through college carried some variation of the environmental message that warns of doom to future generations and our planet unless we embrace sustainability and drastically change our patterns of production and consumption. If we do not curb our usage of resource X and reduce humanity's impact on the earth, apocalyptic scenarios from overpopulation to reaching peak oil were bound to become reality. But it's now 2015. Remember, I said this article is a year old. And the population bomb didn't go off. And by now, every indication we have, we are nowhere close to running out of petroleum anytime soon, largely thanks to the shale revolution. And perhaps most astoundingly, even as human populations have grown dramatically and they increase their use of fossil fuels, the world has become a much better place. This is the message that Alex Epstein emphasizes in his well-written, persuasively argued book. And what distinguishes Epstein's work from so many other debates on climate change and energy policy is that his thesis gets to the core of the discussion. It is a moral argument in making his case Epstein presents a concrete and specific argument using human life and well-being as his moral standard of value, asking what will promote human life, what will promote human flourishing, realizing the full potential of life, colloquially, how do we maximize the years in our life and the life in our years? Well, using this standard, Epstein clearly articulates the terms of the debate and lays out the costs and benefits of using fossil fuels versus alternatives. He reminds us that fossil fuels are still the only source of abundant, cheap, and reliable energy. After all, solar, wind, biofuels, and other renewables, quote-unquote, all fail in one or more of these categories. And that fossil fuel use is essential to industrial civilization and, in fact, made it all possible from the beginning, Industrialization is what created the wealth and high living standards of the West. Today, China and India have experienced rapid economic growth and reduction of absolute poverty thanks to the industrialization and the move toward freer markets. In short, billions managed to escape lives of misery imposed by Malthusian privation. Furthermore, the countries that industrialized through increased use of fossil fuels saw not only a surge in economic prosperity, but also benefits such as 
increased life expectancy, cleaner air, cleaner water, decreased malnutrition, fewer deaths from infectious diseases, and fewer climate-related deaths. The dramatic improvement in both environmental and climate, thanks to increased fossil fuels use, is counterintuitive for many, but Epstein marshals an impressive array of data from respected institutional sources to highlight these trends. Now, the full article, my friend, is full of charts and graphs and site sources that documents what's being illustrated. And for anyone to continue this myth of destroying our planet and an end of humanity is either willfully stupid or has evil intentions. So all you carbon benefit deniers, which camp do you fall into? The willfully stupid or evil intentions? Because you can't be in a third. There is no third. If you're going to be a carbon benefit denier, you are one of those two. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Ugh, dang, I'm looking at the clock. Uh, I'll get started. Um, I'll just turn the volume up on my earpiece so I can hear the music when it starts up. But my friends, I, 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 I'll get started because it's a little lengthy and I want to make sure I get through it. We have been told... Time and time and time again, by those in authority, that we are to trust and obey authority figures. Really? Hmm. Then tell me why nearly 400 children rescued and 348 adults arrested in a Canadian pornography bust. Huh? Hmm? Yeah. You didn't know about this? Oh, well, let me tell you about it. Nearly 400 children have been rescued. 348 adults arrested following an expansive and, quote, extraordinary international child pornography investigation, end quote, Canadian police announced earlier this month. The three-year project named Project Spade began when undercover officers with the Toronto Police Service Child Exploitation Service made contact with a Toronto man allegedly sharing, quote, very graphic images, end quote, of child sexual abuse in October 2010. The Toronto Police Service Chief William Blair said at a press conference on Thursday about this. And police said their investigation revealed an entire childhood child movie production and distribution company in Toronto operating via. I'm not even going to give the name, my friend. They name the website. I'm not going to give the name over the air, my friends here. But the name is given in the web, in the article here. Okay. And the site was run by 42-year-old Brian Way. Okay, I'll tell you more about this on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Constitutional Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back.
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.